they're talking about the plan and Papa Miller, who can we just all like take like I love when that man is on screen. It's he's so, alive. I love it. So <laughs> he's, he's real. But his not awesome plan was we're gonna take hydrazine and and make a circle of it around our only survival <laughs> ship and light it on fire. <laughs> Raven's like, that is so over. We've done that already. <laughs> we have already had a ring of fire. Thank you. <laughs> that was so season one. want to start? Uh, fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Goat Rodeo, known as May We Geek Again, episode 22. We've got a great show for you guys because um, we've got some special guests with us. So you've got your usual cohorts of me, Jen, uh, Joe, and Shaheen, but we've also got two guests coming at you live from New York. It's Capital Chick and Bubs. Welcome, guys, and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Hey guys! Oh, you didn't you didn't introduce my dog, who's also here. He's <laughs> he didn't get an introduction. <laughs> He's so mad. Wait, where is he? <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> All right. So um, we're get, we have obviously we have five people on the show today, so we're gonna try to be as um, organized as possible. But you know how this show goes; it usually goes off the rails in like the first. 10 minutes. We've also been drinking for three hours. Yeah. Well, yeah, Four. there's that too. Four? So that's why I'm calling it a goat rodeo. So. Oh God. <laughs> I guess it'll, it'll, it'll be what it, what it, what it turns out in the end. Um, <laughs> we are what so we are we, Yeah. We, we are discussing. It's a battle between fatigue and drunkenness. What's everyone <laughs> drinking? Nothing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that just hurt. <laughs> what are you drinking, Shaheen? I'm drinking some Chardonnay. Okay. Oh. Is it Kendall Jackson? Pinkies up? No, uh it's Are your legs crossed? It's Shug. <laughs> um sorry, there was a question about my legs. <laughs> Is it too early? <laughs> um what are you drinking, Bubs? I am drinking um, some beer, grapefruit-flavored beer. Very summer. I'm ready for summer, despite it being, like, 20 degrees outside. Like, actually 20 degrees. Same as you, mm-hmm. CC, same beer. And then I've got a Left Blonde. So, okay. Left Blonde is very special to both Joe and I because we used to not like beer when we were children. Yeah. And Left Blonde was what was our gateway drug for both of us. Yeah, actually. now, now you know. My... In the same neighborhood. I know, right? That's so weird. That's so weird. At I the same know. Belgian well, bar. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty, um, that's pretty high flute. And like, why couldn't you guys just come up on Coors Light like I did? <laughs> because that piss water is piss water. <laughs> I know, but that's what I started drinking. Because we don't have fantasies of golden showers, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us can be Donald Trump. Oh. What does this hey. have to, what does Coors Coors Light have to do with Donald Trump? I have no clue. Piss water. Piss water. So oh now God, that we've got now disaster. that we've got that important business out of the way, yep. Um, yep. Uh, Continue the intro, Jen. On... This this is, this is <laughs> so well. 
Declare shenanigans. Be... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can all right, do it. All right. Back back to me. Back to me. You can find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at May We Geek Again. We've also got some personal side projects that we do. I've got DeclareShenanigans.com where I do reviews of the hundred and Shaheen has his um his side project, which free is free floating Shaheen. perspective. Free floating perspective wordpress.com. You you got that uh you got that YouTube channel up yet, Shaheen? So we can uh, watch you? No. Nah. Also, yet. what's your fan fiction handle? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he almost gave it away. Oh, he thought about it. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, there is one. It's probably like I, Flame Lighter or something I, like that. I just want to read some smutty, jolly fic. Flame Keeper of Smut. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, something about burning so the well. candle at both ends? <laughs> so sexy. I know. Say what? 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 Anyway. All right, so guys, we are here to discuss um, the fifth episode in season four, which is the Tinderbox, which was written by by Morgan uh, Gendel, um, a new ex- uh, co-executive producer and writer to the series, but certainly not new to the sci-fi genre, as he's a uh, um, an old school writer for some of the Star Trek Next Gen stuff, and in fact, one of his uh, episodes actually. Um, won a, a Hugo Award. So I was I was going into this episode, I was feeling, you know, pretty frisky about it, thinking, oh, this is going to be a great episode. And yeah, I didn't like it. What about you guys? <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Damn, yeah. Um, I I guess I, I liked it. I have some concerns. But in general, in terms of like enjoying, I enjoyed this episode. Cece? I enjoyed it a lot. And then you all ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did. Like sitting there, I loved it. And then everyone else started poking holes in it. And it was my first moment of like being like, but I really did I questioning why I liked it. I mean, it's it. There's a lot of interesting things to like unpack from it. But I thought for like 39 minutes of television, which was it was actually a pretty short episode when I went to go replay it. I thought it was great. Um Uh, I would say, like, this continues in sort of uh, how the season's been going, where, like, I am entertained for that for that block of television, though I'm hoping that we, like, move along from, like, the sort of, like, empty calorie feeling of the episode. Um, so, like, now that we've kind of, like, set up a bunch of shit, like, I'm hoping that after this little week-long hiatus, now we start to, like, really kind of get into it. Yeah. What about you, Shaheen? Um, I thought it was fine. I, um, wasn't too excited by the episode, but I wasn't also disappointed. It sounds like they're... When are you ever excited? (laughs) Right? I wasn't super excited. No, I I have some specific problems with certain things that happened. The general thing that I like about these episodes is what I always like about The 100, which is the sort of parallel storylines, the the multiverse that they have, and uh, you get like your mysterious sort of city of light side story and then there's like two stories two two competing stories that are related in subtle ways um so yeah i like that general setup uh but i had specific problems but i don't know i've been off reddit for a while is has there been something is something going on uh, I I ha- I've ignored reddit because i've been busy so i don't know if anybody else thought it was as so ridiculous as who? i think I, 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 I feel sure. like there were two different things, so I really enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was 
interesting, like expanding the mythology and the sci-fi part of it in kind of a crazy way, right? Like people are hallucinating and floating and kind of like, <laughs> right? So I mean, doubling yeah. down yeah. on the sci-fi part of it. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But also there were two things that happened after the episode. One what that, that I saw in terms of like going on both on Reddit and just sort of like on social media in general, people discussing it. And one was, I don't think just about this episode. It was picking apart what, where are our characters and how much have they moved and how much time have we gotten to spend with them? Mm-hmm. But the other that I, that I missed for the most part watching it is they were all kinds of really fun clues buried in this episode that just really smart, observant people started picking apart mm-hmm. from that went totally over my head because I was just wrapped up like, Raven looks so pretty floating. <laughs> and like not paying attention to the exposition in the background. And that part I'm so excited about. And those were like all these little clues and Easter eggs buried in it. So on the one hand, there's like this whole conversation going on like, well, what have they actually done with the characters and how much have they moved or not moved and people feeling frustrated with that. But then other people really excited because they're like digging into the puzzle. So I just feel like if you have an episode of television that got people talking that much, then at the end of the day, that's probably a good thing. I mean, it's kind of like going on what you're saying. Like, it's kind of, it makes, the problem with this season that I have is not with this season. It points to how weak season three was. Um, Because, like, these little Easter eggs that you were talking about, like, all of these, like, little bits that you could kind of unpack. um, Shaheen and I have talked about that we wanted that with the City of Light. Like, we wanted way more considering how big and important it was like that that we should have gotten a lot more explanation and information about it because it's it was kind of a huge thing you know and all these people were living in there and some people still want to be in there well show me why like give me more of what that experience was because now we're getting into like holy fuck back ahead like you know super secret cool science lair and maybe it was also related to the second dawn people and like all this cool shit and so like i wanted to be able to follow those breadcrumbs in season three and we kind of didn't really get that it was just like everything was a headcanon yeah and you had to headcanon so much of season three and that's that really was a problem and i feel like why people argued so much because we're all relying on each other's headcanons and it's not really what we're seeing on the screen um and it was difficult it was really hard yeah, I think I think something important that you guys mentioned is is um, the issue about whether or not the show is moving the characters forward. And I would argue that that the show is moving characters forward that we don't necessarily that aren't necessarily our favorite characters that we want to see move forward. I would make an argument that Monty has had a great deal of development this season. So has Jaha. So has Raven. So those they're not Bellamy and Clark which I think is where the contention lies with people's um, favorites and not seeing them moving forward as much as they want to. But I would say that if you took it on a whole, they're doing a lot of good character work. It's just they're not concentrating on the folks that everybody else tends to concentrate on. And maybe they're keeping their, you know, I mean, one of the criticisms I saw is, and so stop if you guys want to wait until we get into specific storylines, but this was more of like an overarching, but it had to do with the Blake siblings and... Why did you have this Octavia death fake out? I have no idea. 
and 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 real and really I, I no going. Clue. I have no clue. And but I mean, so, and I'm I'm present I'm presenting actually like an I'm presenting You're sort okay of an opposing that. viewpoint to what I've enjoyed it, and I thought it did move things forward. And and when we talk about things, we can. But saying the argument that I saw that was sort of the most negative out there is why did we have two like basically the Blake siblings are one of the most fundamental relationships on the show. <clears throat> And the criticism is it seems in service of a character like Echo that has been a background character and has gotten a ton of screen time. And in the meanwhile, we haven't seen Murphy. We've seen him in like... A hot minute being a creeper and then like... Right, or like Jasper or... I mean, Kane hasn't had a ton to do, really. Kane has... Well, well, maybe that's a good thing. Kane, yeah, like, you really <laughs> want I mean, Kane to have a ton to do because she and tends to fuck And I, and I this, you know, this is my first season I'm watching live, like the whole thing live, so I binged all the way through... <laughs> 307. <laughs> and I watched that live. And you came onto the internet. And, and then it came like, onto the mushroom cloud oh. of like. <laughs> so, Danny what a great time to join the fandom um, online. I mean, Jesus. Yes. Uh, yes, that right. gif of Danny Glover in. With pizza. With uh, pizza. Community rewalks in the fire. <laughs> and I'm so excited because I'm like, yay, I finally yeah. got to watch the show live. Everything's on. And you get online, fire. it's like, this is the darkest time. <laughs> so I feel like there's a little bit of exhaustion from everyone who felt like 3A went awry and argued and now they're like worried and I'm like the newbie that's like but it, but just be patient <laughs> and but I get that I so yeah that, I agree. so she I mean, mean that's the look, those were we, the criticisms we can there's always something to to complain about mm -hmm. you know but this is just the fifth episode right right so, uh, sometimes stories take a while to take off. Sometimes they take off faster. Um, if we keep demanding that the story be a certain way, then the creative person has no leeway to make Those the art writers. that they want. So, uh, I would say we have plenty of time. I, I, I agree with that, Shahin, but I'm, I'm starting to question some of the, like, why, why, why does, why the prep for Arcadia? Like, we knew it was going to go up in flames. I mean, they made a poster about it. <laughs> Wait, did you did you guys think I that was it was going to happen this episode? Like, did you think it would happen? Well, that, yeah, no, I didn't. That's a big thing. That's yeah, agreed. Like, I was surprised yeah. that it happened this episode. I'm I guess sure um, it's all in flames. Yeah, some, yeah, sometimes big things happen for characters. Sometimes for uh, the plot. Well, I, I hope that I hope the burning of Arcadia kind of puts a pin on the map, and we can st start to move forward. Because I feel like a lot of what this season has done, perhaps because of my perception of what I know outside of the show, is that they've they've done a lot of running in place. The the Octavia's death, running in place, uh, uh, prepping Arcadia, and having all the the list kerfluffle and all that shit running in place because it's basically meaningless, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, I don't it, think it, it is. I mean, Cece disagrees. I mean, I think of course she does. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot in a lot of time in a lot of ways the things that we love about this show are also sort of the Achilles heel of the show. They're sort of also the kinds of things that you can complain about. And one of them is that um, they show how uh, your plans can go awry. And, Life it consists of mostly failures and then some success. 
So we're being um, a nihilist today, is what you're telling me, Shaheen. So <laughs> this was the Sunshine the and Puppy does. Hour that's, with Shaheen. Isn't that why we love the show? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, Shaheen, but it comes to a point where the show tends to want to hammer in some of these, these themes over and over and over again that I'm just like, all right. I get it. Let's move on. Let's talk about something new and refreshing rather than the same theme running through all four seasons over and over and over again. Like if somebody says um, there are no good guys this season, I will punch my TV. But I feel like actually. So here's the thing. It's now a joke where on Reddit, I will say in all caps, maybe there are no good guys (laughs) because I feel like a lot of the audience, it's maybe the show needs to keep saying it for the people in the back that there are no heroes or villains. (laughs) And so maybe the show needs to keep having people say. So it's a critique of the retarded audience. uh, Like that dude on Reddit who's like, who's like, I watched all of season three. Now I'm in season four. Who's this Roan dude? (laughs) Like, where the fuck have you been? Ben. As soon as I hear, like, as soon as I read, so and so is the villain, I, I, I like see blinding white light of rage, and I'm like, did you miss the multiple times my character said out loud, maybe there are no good guys? Like that also <laughs> means maybe there are no bad guys, and that's the recurring theme. So while Jen, you're like, maybe we need to move past this theme and move on to other points. I'm like, or maybe we need maybe to keep you need to wait for the it. short bus to catch up. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't no care to pander. Yeah. I don't want to pander to the lowest common denominator. But do you I feel think like my intelligence feels insulted when they keep replaying the stuff over could, and over again? Could this be a fault of the network, though, not to be whatever? And again, like I know that we've been like, hey, give CW a chance because like yeah. they're doing great work. But like we've had plenty to bitch about with other shows on the CW, fucking being repetitive and not moving characters forward and doing things with characters at the expense of other characters. You know, like, I feel like this has been actually a criticism of CW shows this season. So I kind of wonder if it's maybe a top-down thing of, like, create shows that are great and move, you know, are engaging and, and suspenseful and everything, but make sure that whoever tunes in for the first time that week is able to follow it. And, like, I, well, I wonder... Maybe it is our fault. Maybe we're just too smart. <laughs> I mean that's fair. We are old people. But watching well, I, I also I think that it's to some extent just the product of being in season four. I've maybe said this before that I don't think that any show should go beyond season four or five because no story has the ability to sustain a theme for that long for various reasons. In this case, you know, this show is supposed to be high stakes and with a lot of character development, but there's only so much you can do with that. At a certain point, your character starts being too fractured, you know, like people felt with Bell and me uh, in season three, people feel with other characters and we all disagree about it, but it just happens more and more that your characters are swinging too far back and forth. Um, so you have to kind of slow it down, you know, so it just becomes harder to maintain that same pace so i think that um you know a lot of these characters that used to be um disposable for example are not disposable anymore which it seems like it's really hard to have another fin death now um yeah i agree with that i was enjoying i think they would have to be really imaginative to do something that would truly shock us Um, yeah 
Anymore. But just to go back to what Jen said before about so in term in term so we're now I guess this is sort of like the midpoint right we have a week break it's kind of the midpoint of the third it's like almost almost halfway or it feels like the literal burning down of the arc <laughs> option is now a turning point for everyone sure right it was like so, a, a leveling of the playing field of, watch they try to rebuild it <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, people need things to do. I guess. <laughs> right, but it was yeah, it was everyone. It was a whole episode that was about, and and the whole first half of the season has been this frustrating splintering of groups disagreeing when you're like no one's paying attention to the White Walkers. Like the world <laughs> is ending, right? The world is ending, and everyone's arguing over who has a chair, right? Like who has the flame or who's this? And you're like, everyone focus, right? And that's been purposefully frustrating. Like the way 3A was purposefully frustrating that nobody was working together. Um, but on the other hand, so, so and you have everyone working on these various moral dilemmas mm-hmm. in each ep- episode, leadership dilemmas that. At the end of the day, now you're like, okay, well, the arc option's gone. So what was the point of all of that? Well, plot-wise, I-, I get the frustration that, like, it didn't move f- forward what the solution is. But I feel like in terms of, like, looking at the leadership story of the older and the younger generation and what they're learning from mentors and trying it out in different situations and getting it, quote-unquote, wrong or, quote-unquote, <laughs> right – it was like each episode was a little leadership parable, and I'm hoping now that we're reaching a turning point where they're going to take what they learned, and now we're getting into the plot moving forward of what what are actually going to be the solutions. And so I don't see it as a waste of time because it actually gave us, you know, like each episode was a different dilemma, and it didn't further the plot in terms of furthering how are they all going to survive the second apocalypse, but... I feel like it did give us, like, on one level, these moral dilemmas. On the other hand, on the other level, like, how the leaders make decisions and who are they making them on behalf of. And what their starting point was. Right. Like, reestablishing their starting point. And so when people say there wasn't character development, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more delinquents sitting around in a bar and having a moment and, and more interaction. But on the other hand, like, we did see people in sort of these crucible having to make decisions that I, I do think moves them forward. We got a lot of character development from people. Again, this is, again, what you were talking about, Jen. Like, we got a lot of character development on the characters that we don't normally don't focus on. Like, Monty was kind of sassy to Clark in this past episode, being like, oh, yeah, like, Bellamy got back and we just didn't tell you. I'm like, well, damn, Monty. <laughs> like, and he, like, called her out the episode before. And, like, we expected that from Jasper, but it's not something that we've ever seen from Monty. And so that was kind of a big deal. And, you know, we are getting a lot of interesting character moments from Rowan and, and Echo, which... I can see the criticism that it was, you know, at the expense of of the Blake siblings, but at the same time, like, seeing that sort of, you know, hashtag not all grounders um, sort of bit of, like, Echo didn't want to kill Octavia, and Rowan was not pleased that she killed Octavia. Like, Echo wasn't happy. No, and we needed an, look, we needed an antagonist. It's gonna really fuck with her plans to get with Bellamy. Like, this is really (laughs) not helping with with Echo. You have Um. zero game, Echo. (laughs) All right, so so we're we're starting to get into, we're starting to get into actual storyline. So let's move on from our general impressions of the episode uh, and kind of a good 
I think a good summary of of the the season to date for everybody um, and what we think about it. And let's start talking about the Arcadia storyline real quick. Um, Let's just pick a few things that we really want to talk about, and so we can kind of move through this um, oh, as quickly as possible. I didn't fill out my possible. part of the run sheet, so. I, well, I we see don't. Joe has an item. I do have I, an Joe, item. Joe, tell sheet. us about your item. <laughs> Joe, please go into depth on this. Fifteen minutes at least. <laughs> Fifteen minutes on I- bullet point item. Um, no, go ahead, Shy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously. Cough, <laughs> <laughs> cough. Somebody else. Well, oh my god. So I, my um, we'll, Joe we'll has back. nothing to say about Arcadia. Zilch. Zilch. <laughs> um, let's None. when we when Not we talk it. about Arcadia, let's leave the burning of Arcadia to the end of the podcast. Kind of cap it okay. off with a with a nice big bonfire. Uh-huh. Um, I like I, I see. My my point about Arcadia was basically was was this a wasted story? And, and I think CC kind of rebutted that pretty well for me. Um, I, I think, I think the, the burning down is that, that point in the road where we're going to start to diverge. Now to call, to, to call back to what you were saying before CC about, let's see if they apply the lessons they've, they've learned in these, these previous, uh, five episodes into the rest of the season as far as leadership is concerned. I will be very disappointed if they do not. I will be very disappointed if Clark keeps making some of the boneheaded moves that she's made in the past. Um, I don't know if it's a signifier or not. I don't know what you guys think. But as soon as they brought Octavia in, Clark immediately took charge of the situation and does what she does when the threat is immediate and she uh, delegates... Oh yeah, right. Well, like, yeah. She she'll basically we get we get a Blake and, and a Griffin together. Duff. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> I mean, this is this is how the, you clear the airway. <laughs> just Clark Griffin, we'll lick you're it out of about. there. Yeah. So so way to way to uh, check for that pulse there, um, Clark, because you don't necessarily need to give uh, full CPR. No, I mean, if their heart is going, you don't need to be pounding on their chest to uh, make their heart go more. Jen, Jen, would a kiss from Clark get your heart beating, though? Oh, my God. All right. We so, all know the answer to that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so so we, we see. We, moving on. We see. Um, <laughs> we see. We see Clark take charge and she gives um, she gives uh, orders to to Monty. Uh, and she gets and orders Harper. to to Harper, who's like kind of stunned. Froze. Yeah, Harper froze. Which I is thought that was kind of weird. I, no, I actually I, I thought that was a great acting moment from Chelsea Reist of everything is chaos and Clark is in charge and me and it kind of grounded me in remembering what I immediately went back to is like these are the people who have been together since they went on the ground. And Harper yeah. seeing Octavia almost dying on the table and the emotion on her face, mm-hmm. I thought was really well done. And I liked that she needed someone to say, like, but she's not bad of it. But she's always been such a bad bitch. Like, I'm sort of surprised. Well, but like but it was Octavia. Moment. Yeah. It was one of the delinquent. I, I thought it was a really, I liked the emotion in that. Like, it allowed someone to be human, mm-hmm. that they're not always, like, Someone's dying, and they're all like, "It's an episode of VR," and everyone's like, "Stat," and everyone's dealing with it. Like, there's someone in the room that's like, "That's my friend who's bleeding and not breathing on the table." And yeah. I liked it. I liked that Clark was taking charge, but I liked that Harper grounded it right because she was the only other person in the room that had an, an emotional attachment to Octavia. Right? Like, you've got Nyla and you've got Ilian, 
you got Clark taking charge. Harper's there and she's reminding you, like, this is her friend who's, hmm. like, possibly dying on the table. And I liked that attention yeah. to detail. And I liked that Harper is the snarky, shock lash his ass person. But also, <laughs> you know, when, she when, has her, when her main squeeze yeah, Octavia. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think, I mean, it was Octavia and it was also, I don't know if Harper heard um, when Octavia was trying to say that uh, Asgeta is coming. But it, she definitely saw that Octavia was trying to maybe deliver a message or something. And so it was all weird. So uh, I wasn't surprised or I didn't think it was out of character for Harper to freeze for a second. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and we, we also have uh, the return of Nyla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friendly neighborhood grounder. God, she does such a good job. Like, she is so fucking nice. She's, She's like, like Mrs. the grounder Chekhov's cheerleader. Gun. Mrs. Chekhov's gun? <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Chekhov's and gun. She just comes right in with, like, a little, little hint. Like, one of those Easter eggs you guys were talking about. What's but nothing up with ever this happened with the thing? lantern. Like, I want them to bring back the lantern that Octavia left for her. Like, of all no, things. Can we well, just they, leave the they brought up a radio. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Maybe, Clark was about oh, to make a booty dude, call. Dude, it was totally for like, hey, make sure that radio works. I'm going to call you. I'm going to be like, yeah. hey, what? <laughs> I love sitting there. There's also, totally, totally going to be a guys, booty call. Also, Nylark? Yes, I'm into it. Anyone? I mean, like, yeah, it's comfort. happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's, oh, there's going to be a booty call. Clark has been, right, so... The, I think the only, except for the premiere where you had the scene with Abby and Clark, uh-huh. where Abby was like just momming her up and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then since then, like the only person who's been like understanding or kind has been Bellamy and everyone else has been kind of like, uh, I, and I get why. Snarky. Snarky to Clark. And so... You're coming right off of Monty, and I love snarky Monty. <laughs> oh, so great. But he's kind of a dick. I mean, she's like, I'm worried about our friend. He's like, oh, j-, like... He I came, what? and I, I didn't tell you, obviously, because I... Okay, it's a it's dick okay. thing to say, and I get why he said it. And then she turns to Nyla, and Nyla is just nice. He's cheerleading. And also, right. like, wh- why is Nyla so ni- nice again? Because yeah, she's just nice. Last time they Nyla was just... Yeah, being held at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, last time the they way, talked, our, uh, I was Arcadia like, just get the dad. fuck out of here, Clark. Just <laughs> just go. That's, you want as I remember, like, uh-uh. that's where they left I, things. Well, this booty is not for sale. Things. That would have made sense, and it would have been nice to see what the transition was. But, like, it's not, all, it's not that hard to accept because I think Nyla was framed very understanding and very... She's also like she's right, a Pisces. She's just, so let's be honest. Also, Nyla is like Nyla super Brown. into the one Hada, and so it's like the band that crashed at your house. <laughs> so is that like good? Good. And sex? like, and, and you're into the lead house. singer, and you're into lead singer. They, they were charismatic, and it was a great hookup. And the band like trashed your house, <laughs> and then like you're face to face with the lead singer again, and you're like. But you're still like, I still just <laughs> hook up with Juanita, and like here she is again. Why, you're like, I'd still suck that dick. Why so? <laughs> oh wow, that was fun. okay. <laughs> why so serious? And she's like flirty again, and it's kind of like I get it. like it's Juanita again. Yeah, it's, it's not, not everyone gets to say that they fucked Juanita. Yeah, like most of them die. It doesn't end well. <laughs> she's the last. Hey of baby, the I'm still alive. Oh my god, she's the only person who can like actively say what Clark's boobs look like. Yeah. Yeah. 
has first-hand okay. information about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Except for except for um, maybe uh, Raven, if that part of Ali's coat is in her brain. Oh, <laughs> you right? are writing a fanfic, aren't you? Oh, Ali man, I never even considered like Raven doing like some loops, little so. like. She has Slow a poor archive in her head. Just being like, so let's go back to that, uh, you know, maybe someday. Let's just replay that. Every, yeah. She <laughs> just replays Murphy and Amori. <laughs> oh in the God. sex dungeon. In the sex dungeon. In, yeah. <laughs> in Titus. Right. Sorry, Jen. Titus you can write it again. Okay, so let's... Um, <laughs> I, I guess the only real thing that we need to, uh, the only other thing that we really need to talk about in regards to Arcadia is why they leave Ilian just wander around free. Right? Hello. Like he, yeah, that's he, my main comment about Arcadia is just like, what the fuck, Sky Crew? Seriously. It's not the pro grounders, obviously. They voted for Pike, but like, you know, hey, this one grounders, he's okay. He looks like an elf. Like, he, he's harmless. But it's <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it is Monday morning quarterbacking, right? They're about to get invaded by Escada. They have somebody who means a lot on the operating table. And they have a random guy, and no one's keeping track of him. That's actually like, how most bad things happen in the world. Where the shit is hey, Brian? Brian should be like on, on Dude, Brian's ass is gone. the whole time. Like we're not, Brian is hanging out with Wick. I miss Brian. I mean, but how do you miss yeah, Brian? He's been, there was he's, nothing. Brian is in Wickland now. <laughs> like there was nothing to Brian. I don't I, like as a gay. I don't <laughs> see it. I I, I liked Brian. like I feel like everyone wants to like. Brian and Miller, and they want no, to like project this you know like I liked, romance on them. But I liked the do I gay liked women the get to say stuff last... about gay men? What do gay Wait, women get to say stuff about gay men? I mean, do you get to say stuff about gays? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bubs, you have know. two friends that Miller and Brian actually meant a lot to them, right? Yes, okay. I um, break it down. <laughs> Make my, me give a shit. My bestie from college um, is a black gay man from the south. And he's like he's a he's a gruff gay. He's he I don't know how else to describe it, but he's very much like Miller, and he's dating this white boy. So for him, Briller was was himself, and he he was very invested in it. And I don't think he's watching live because he lives in the Netherlands um, right now. So I don't know how to break that to him. <laughs> I really I'm not looking so forward I to it. So I guess again I'm off all of the social media now <laughs> what happened with brian did the so, actor get fired well he got cast on, on another show. show but i but we don't know if that means that he's just gone on the show but it was kind of weird because the previous episode you know or the, whatever the one with riley was just like hey you know we don't agree right here but it wasn't a breakup but it seemed like okay we'll talk about this up. later but then we never what? got i feel like they put a it's it, like putting a pin in it so that maybe he can come back. Yeah, yeah. Because there's this all this speculation that Riley's storyline is actually Brian's. Although I don't okay, know if, if I Riley buy doesn't that. die at this point, like at some point, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I, I've turned. I'm like, turned I bought Riley. you the reddest shirt I could find. <laughs> okay. It's better so, match your oh, fucking. Oh, but we blood. did. Wait, wait, no. So Bubs had actually, I, and I think this is still technically the Arcadia storyline okay. because it's talking about. The scene in sort of like the the war room scene, right? Mm-hmm. So Clark comes in and she's like, "Oh, by the way, yeah, there was surgery. <laughs> she's strong." Okay. <laughs> oh, but by, by the way, like, yeah. I don't even. Did she say sutures or surgery? Like, who's who's doing the surgery? Clark suture kit. Like, if it yeah, weren't for like, Finn, it's fine. 
Ah. It's fine. That wave your hands. Your kidney, One, guys. two, three. Everyone wave their hands. It's fine. And so, so the war room scene where Monty, they're talking about the plan, and Papa Miller, who can we just all like take like I love when that man is on screen. It's he's so, alive. I love it. So he's, they, he's real. But his not awesome plan was we're gonna take hydrazine and and make a circle of it around our only survival <laughs> ship. And light it on fire. <laughs> Raven's like, that is so over. We've done that already. We have already had a ring of fire. Thank you. That was so season one. And so everyone's like, terrible idea. And then they look around the room. And I like, I liked that Clark, I like those moments when Clark kind of like is at sea, like she you see the weight of what she's dealing with, right? Like, for example, that um 216, where Octavia's like, come up with a plan. She's like, I, I don't have a plan. Like, I'm doing the best that I can. In the war room, it was like she was trying to take command, but also kind of flailing a little bit. And I like those moments. I don't want her yeah. to be a superhero. Where like, she, she shot down a plan, but she didn't come up with another one. Right. And then Monty, who's the hero. Brains of the fucking operation. And he comes up with, and so I want... Bubbles to explain this because this is like a phenomenal callback to season three. Okay, so one of my favorite things in storytelling is when the story is incredibly layered and you have callbacks to things that happened a million years ago because it makes the world more real. You know, it's everything. People remember things that happened? Yeah. Things are based in like this very well-constructed world. So one of the things I really enjoyed is um, when we get to the ravine is that that scenario is actually a scenario that was described by Pike in 3A, in episode um, 308, when he was trying to um, suss out who the rebels were, he, over the over the, the hidden microphone, discusses um, huddling the grounders into a bottleneck at the ravine and just firing on them because they, they have such limited ammo. Um, and that's exactly what they do. They end up doing. And that's like what Monty, he doesn't explicitly say that, but that's exactly the scenario that was set up in this episode. Well, and he says Pike taught us that. And there's some disagreement, like, but it's Pike. But I like that there's this callback of, all right, there was obviously some bad stuff, but he also taught us to use what is our advantage. And our advantage Mm -hmm. is in numbers. It's technology and strategy. Yeah. And also the element of surprise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as soon as they, as soon as that army gets into that little ravine or valley or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, they're pretty much trapped because they don't have high ground. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have high ground, and they also they're all grouped together. Well, I, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's totally it totally shows the difference between like the the grounder mentality and and sort of sky crew mentality of grounders have been fighting other grounders, and the way you win that is numbers. Mm-hmm. Like if everyone has a sword, then the group with the most people with swords is gonna win. Um, but you know, you know, you brought you know a knife to a gunfight, and <laughs> that's not ideal. Um, well, let's move. Let's move on yeah, to that sorry. that knife to a gunfight scenario and Rock and, Valley High. But I love that to, they were bringing that back from Pike of saying, yeah. and I didn't realize. And we went back and watched that little scene from Terms of Conditions, and it's exactly what Pike described in that episode. God damn it, Pike! It's kind of those Jaha moments where you're like, <laughs> yes. "Son of a bitch, you had good ideas." <laughs> uh, God bless Michael Beach because he is the best, <laughs> regardless of what you think of Pike. Okay. So let's talk about yeah, before that. Before we move on, can I just say real quick, yeah. uh, I like um, 
the layering of Ilian's character, and uh, this, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about, how some characters that we didn't expect, like Echo, are getting a lot of um, depth and layering. And Ilian is another one, right? Because mm-hmm. it, we keep thinking that he's just a, you know, deranged douchebag. Who yeah, sets stuff out. on Read fire? Your words, Shaheen. Your Shaheen does apparently. Wow. But he, but he actually doesn't want to kill anyone. Um, he, you know, we that gets confirmed when he saves Octavia and. Well, but he's still uh, lit but he's up also trying to like, sleep with Octavia. No, but you have all these mic- no, you have all these moments. Whether it was Murphy stealing the medicine, and you're wondering what part of that was actually like empathy for the girl that was sick and remembering what your father did for you, and what part of right. it is well, a calculation. Ilian saves and Ilian's twice, the same thing. Right? Yeah, and it was a way in, but he also saved her life, and so I well, love it, that it's he kind saved of- her. He saved her twice, right? So mm-hmm. first time. That he saved her, it looked like that was just his way in. And then the second time, after the explosion, um, he came out and saved Octavia and Nyla, and, and Octavia was like, what the hell are you doing? And he said, I'm making sure you don't die. And there was another point where he said something like, no one has to die or something. So um, I feel like his whole... Um, he, he is a fanatic about this idea that uh, tech kills people so we should get rid of all tech but he doesn't want to kill any more people so you know that's the whole reason he wants to get rid of tech is to prevent more people from dying uh so he's see again just like most characters who (laughs) fuck shit up on the show (laughs) they think they're doing what's right yes there everyone always thinks that they're doing like nobody seems to be malicious if that yeah. makes sense, like they're very rarely characters. At the end characters. of the day, they're all thinking they all think they're trying to save lives or they're trying to achieve the best outcome possible. They're doing it for their people. Oh <laughs> god damn it, Jen. <laughs> I mean I'd say that's right, essentially what they're doing, yeah. <laughs> well, Speaking I mean, of which, so now I also can, wanna um, say uh I like the juxtaposition of Clark and Rowan talking about Arcadia and the whole the that whole deal, which we're gonna get into. Uh, and then Arcadia burning. Um, <laughs> I love that there was like, I kind of conversation useless. I wish that they could have sworn a little bit on this show and just had like them just both just go like, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Like that's just, just bleeped it out. Like, yeah, just, just a bleep out. <laughs> yeah, or just silence like in like in the magicians or something. Just where you're just like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but I think the whole thing with Ilian was inter- like. Uh, like I have a hard time. Like on the one hand, I can see his perspective. On the other hand, this kind of goes back to like. Well, what if you had told people that they, like, for example, when in the last episode where uh, Jaha sort of told everyone, like, listen, not everyone's going to survive. It's going to be 100 people. But obviously Rowan didn't tell any of the grounders that this is the thing that they're facing. And so, like, Ilian probably would have acted a little bit differently and, you know, of just like, oh, I see a computer. It's evil. I'm going to blow it up. Um, This whole thing is evil. You know, if he were told, so, hey, listen. Um, P.S. 50 grounders get to go in here, uh, you know, please don't blow it up. Like, I don't think he would have blown it up. And so all Octavia said well, was, I don't, we I don't, need it. Yeah. There yeah, was no I explanation don't... to him. Like, right? He has no idea that... And I'm sorry, I was getting bears. Did I miss... No, no, you're good. No, okay. so... So nobody, nobody outside of of Rowan, uh, Echo, and Sky Crew know about no. this thing. Yeah. yeah. Nyla doesn't know, 
And that makes the conversation she has with Clark at the very beginning of the episode kind of weird. She's like, why do you thought, care about this radio? Oh, I you don't Clark think she does? Going, I, I, I was th- unsure whether she no, knew or she, not. No, she doesn't know. She doesn't she know. She will I know. I guarantee you she does not know. Our only clue that she doesn't know is because she says your hunters are slipping. And the earth will be more bountiful next time. Yeah. They'll, She's yeah. like, doop-a-doop, doesn't, doesn't have an idea. But she could just I not Clark... understand what the radiation means. I, no, I wasn't sure. No, that's in, that's a good, that makes her what she said. But Ilian did, I mean, the if people are having a negative reaction to what he did, in terms of, like, when you see stuff that are like, oh, now he has to die, which drives me crazy. But, like, yeah, stupid. it drives me crazy. But it all he thought that he did, he wasn't actually trying to hurt anyone. He went to the server room and destroyed technology right. and then tried to bring out every human being that was in his line of sight to not be hurt. He had no idea that there's a second apocalypse coming, that they need the Ark to survive. He had no idea about any of it. And so you can say there are consequences that you didn't know about that you can hold him responsible for, but you can't then attribute that he had some sort of like nefarious intent yeah. when he didn't it, have the knowledge. No, yeah, but like it, God it, forbid it, anyone it, has the fucking knowledge. If, if well, people that's are going, part of the, and that's what I love of him. I mean, that's what's been so frustrating. They have made no, a dis- no. conscious decision to not tell people about things and there are consequences to that. I yeah. Mean, so, I blame the grounder education. Is my, system, honestly, is, is my, is, is my, <laughs> Does my mic still work? Yeah, yeah. we're just ignoring I just wanted to make sure that I was still in existence on this earth. <laughs> um, so if people, if people hold Ilian responsible for doing something uh, without his knowledge of what the actual consequences would be, those are the same people who would need to hold Bellamy responsible for throwing that radio in the river back in season one. He'd be responsible yeah, for the culling. Right? Mm-hmm. So don't get all butthurt about one character and then another character gets off scot-free. Yeah, but Bellamy's hotter, so... Yeah, well... I mean, that's yeah, true. That's, de- that's debatable. Um, <laughs> you shut your poor mouth, Jen. Did you see? I mean, I think, I think Ilian is going to face some kind of consequence. I think they're going to be on his ass next time. Right. But, um, I bet you Octavia will be on his pictures. ass. All right, so... Con- but, on, we- yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's just... Uh, I mean... Most characters kind of get away with all kinds of crap. So, all right, so we got to move on, guys. Right. Um, I've been trying to move us on for fifteen minutes, so maybe we'll <laughs> get through this next sec- section in under an hour, hopefully. So we're going to talk about the Rock Valley um, uh, High School um, showdown in the parking lot, um, where Asget is heading through that little valley, and and Skyker gets the jump on them and gets the higher ground on them. Um, even though there were, there seemed to be like maybe ten people tops <laughs> with guns. I, I like I don't understand what kind of advantage they had because it was like maybe. Oh, but 40. go back to the massacre from season three. How many people did they take out and they killed three hundred? I don't know if I know. It just, it just. I don't know, Jen. Like, if you sense. think about all of the horrible scenarios in the real <sighs> world and the damage one person can do with an automatic weapon, I don't. I, I think yeah, you I, kind I, of have to accept it. I, right, I understand like, that, but it's just like the show. Sometimes I'm just like, can you hire more extras? Can yeah, you just do were, that? There were not a lot of. Also, who the fuck let Riley in? Like, <laughs> I, can't I, like, I mean, we talked about called it out. Why is he? Here? Why is he here? <laughs> can we like, talk about that moment? Because one of the, I mean, we had plenty of extras with the Asgeta army. Um, well, uh, but I guarantee yeah, most I'm, of I'm that down with talking about Riley. 
And all but, their boots mismatch. Did you notice? No. <laughs> Every I know that they're made from. They all mismatch. And so they had that shot of all of the boots coming up. And every time I've watched it. Did you see the dude it, with the license plate? Yeah, the license a... plate armor. <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. But, like, that just seems cumbersome and not in any way, like, helpful to anything. That like, made me lol. I, 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 <laughs> that's great. But, like. Um, can we can, can we just can we talk about Riley because I, I got to talk about yeah. Riley because this talk is about one Riley, of the, Jen. Break this it down. is the issue this was the issue that that brings this episode into the realm of ridiculousness that like I, I'll say that I had trouble with this episode and I'll say it's ridiculous but I still at the end of the day I'm still gonna say I kind of liked it but fucking a Riley number one don't let this dude come along. Because he's got a major bone to pick with Asgeta. Number two, this is the the main thing. When he's mm-hmm. gone off into the forest to, to follow uh, Ronan Clark to this cave, like, how far away the fuck is this cave? First of all, it seems like it's, like, super far away. Couldn't Clark and Ronan just, like, go over, like, a little bit further up the little gully thing and just have a little combo but there? No, there's only one cave that they have to <laughs> film it, and it's the same well, cave like, from why, last season. How does Clark know about well, or why couldn't oh, they just have had, like, a quiet conversation? Like, they weren't shouting, so they could have just gone, like, 20 feet away. Exactly. And, like, like, just have a, a little conversation um, and, and have the things out there. Oh. It was the sex cave. Is that the cave where um, <laughs> yes. uh, they were talking yeah. the first time? It's always the same no. cave. It's the cave where Bellamy got beaten up by his sister. <laughs> there's still where, blood on the floor. And there's just now some weeds coming down with a shaft of light. It's the cave of negotiations. Yeah. And they kept having to like look around that <laughs> look around the weeds. It's the cave <laughs> It's the cave where Rowan calls out calls out Clark's bullshit. No, that that was a subway. Th- this is an actual cave. Different cave. They like yeah. to have subterranean. There, there's the cave of bullshits. <laughs> there's the cave of Lexa revealing herself. There is the cave of beatdowns. Um, uh, but I'm not from the DC area. Are there that many caves, CC? <laughs> yeah, you have. Um, actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, you've got. I guess it's accurate. Natural Bridge and like Larray Caves, which are like where George Washington carved his initials in them. And you actually do have a lot of caves around there. Huh. Yeah. There's and a lot of subways. subway stations. Ex-presidents so are just like us carving their names into shit. <laughs> Yeah, vandals and the actual yeah. Mount Weather. We're like, I don't recommend hiking because you will find yourself in like the woods and come up against a super shady fence that's like government <laughs> property. Please keep out. And I like, was like hiking with my kids and Mr. Check, and we were like, What? Why is this all shady with like barbed wire? And was this need- before or after the show? This is before we watched the show. Oh shit! And so we were like, What? We're like, it's like right outside of Middleburg, Virginia. And so you're like hiking in the woods and you, you're like, it's a great hike. And then you come up and there's just like a freaking seven foot fence with barbed wire that comes up in front of you with like the scariest keep out government signs that you could think of. And you're like, what? The fuck you guys aren't worthy this? of the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. No, not. You're apparently not. On that list. And, and so then we like later on, like hike back. You have to stop because you can't get around it. And you hike back and you get in the car and we like. Googled it and it's like Mount Weather, like government facility, and like doesn't have a lot of information online. Then a month later, we binged the show and it comes up on Mount Weather and we like freaked out. (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck. We hiked there and there were no spears or 
a it's reaper across the river. Like acid fog. All of it. Like, you I mean it's interesting to like live in the place where like, you know, I like run past Lincoln Memorial and I'm like, there's not a lot of trees around here, like at all. But not yet. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so, yeah, there's subway stations and there are caves. So if you're looking, there are not um, ferns or Northern Pacific Right. Trees. You're not in Redwoods. Vancouver. Right. But the caves and the metro stations are, like, all in point. Okay. Yeah. Let's also talk uh, uh, back to Riley, because I'm <laughs> still fixated before we went on uh, cave chat. Um <sighs> Somebody needs to explain to me uh-huh. why Bellamy or Echo just, just couldn't punch Riley gun. in the face and take, take his gun. Yeah, or because the gun. He was yeah. he was pointing the gun like there was nobody in his sights whatsoever. No, literally nobody was in danger um, at that time. I think I can time. explain this. I think I got this. Okay. It doesn't make it, it, it's it's a stretch. Is but, that a '90s movie reference? Please. Oh God, oh, I wish please. it were a '90s movie <laughs> reference. Fuck, now I feel the pressure. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is this time. Um, but basically, Great, like, if they tried to snatch the gun, he probably still could have gotten off around, and that would have been really hard to explain. Of like, okay, there was a firefight. People are going to come running. He didn't mean it. Like, it's going to be one of those things where it's like. It, it's kind of a Finn situation. Obviously, like, Riley didn't kill anyone. But it's going to be a Finn situation where they're just like, he didn't mean it. And, and the grounders going to be like, he tried to kill the king. And so, you know, I think it was paramount to get the gun away from him. Because if he did even fire a shot, whether or not it hit, um, it would have been impossible. It, 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 you know, it would have been a powder keg situation. Because it's actually a tinderbox. It is a tinderbox. <laughs> God damn it. I Googled yeah, I, I thought I, of, I thought about that, but I, I can't but read that scene... I can't read that scene in a non-ridiculous manner. I will say I was surprised by how good the actor did during that breakdown. I was kind of really surprised at the, like, caliber of mm-hmm. the red shirt. Yeah. yeah. I really, uh, I don't fucking care about Riley. I do not I, fucking care one man, bit about Riley. how the tides have turned. You were so excited when Riley followed you on Twitter, and now you're like, Yeah, oh, and then, then he turned out to be a dick. So so the only reason why <laughs> Wait, that scene. Why? He, Hold on. Why? Okay. The only Hold, reason no, why. No, 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 no. Hold up for a second. Oh, shit. Why is he a dick instead because of just I, so, wait because, in, instead of someone you're getting mommed, Jen. Instead of <laughs> instead of someone who was a slave for six months and held in chains and then handed inadvisably a gun in a high pressure situation and understandably isn't handling it well when he's faced with the people that held him captive for six months. Like, look, I he's am a mentally unstable, per- but he's not actually a dick. He I actually am, decided am, uh, twice to not do it. I'm sorry, I'm over this guy's hurt fifis. We need to move forward and he not and slave. not look back. He's you can't I, say just, heard fifis to a slave. <laughs> Oh my god, wait, wait, is this worse than my pro-eugenics? Like, are you the worst person on this pod, Um, Probably not, Dr. Mangala. No, I am not the worst person on this podcast. But to me, that that whole scene only exists to further the character interaction between Echo and Bellamy, which which obviously means that Becco is going to be, once again, endgame. You shut your whore mouth. I think it's very it's very obvious. Wait, wait, Jen. Here's the thing, though. I'm really I don't know, Jen. You also thought I'm, Arcadia was going to be Endgame. But I, see, I'm really no, I hoping did. I never thought Arcadia was going to be Endgame. 
I really no. want in television for there to be more of an exploration between male and female <laughs> friendships. <laughs> and so I don't understand why you have to make Becca romantic. Yeah, well, here's the thing: be because it drives it drives Bill Arker's crazy. It drives it drives Bill Arker's crazy. Can we? Ask I, the non- I am shipper? trolling so hard all the <laughs> and time I'm now. Back. In my in my reviews, I will troll as hard as I possibly can. I have made so many things endgame in my newest review, it's not even funny. Can we ask Shaheen for his because he is the Mr. Non-Shipper? Shaheen. He doesn't care. Do you think Echo What's and up? Bellamy are gonna do it? Um I mean I have it in my notes that I'm kind of convinced that Beko is totally a thing. Yeah. Now I don't know. But it's an endgame. I mean, the whole the whole <laughs> war made me murder a thing couple, you know, makes sense. Um, but they I don't know so if much that means it's endgame. I don't know what endgame is, but uh, I I think they might do it. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird because uh, you never thought that, like, Bellamy would sleep with someone who murdered Octavia. But and, and Gina. Looks and Gina. like it's going to happen. So. And all those farm station children. Yeah, just like double murder. I mean, you never well, know what works for people. I mean, Gina yeah, apparently wasn't real enough. Okay, so can I? I'm going to say something, and I'm saying this as um, Bubbles is probably going to like light Burmian effigy after I say it. Oh, I probably will. I don't know. What yeah, to so I'm going to say this, and I'm not like I'm. I'm along for the ride. I'm along for, I'm saying this as like a full on blarker, like I'm along for the ride of whatever they're doing. But last night, and Jen, don't shut me off because this tangent will come back to the point. But we were out for drinks. Um, oh, God. And Bubs and I, it's going to come story. back to the, the point. But Bubs and I were out super late and we were having drinks because um, we came up to New York all because Joe came in. That's why we're all together. And um, we run into this actor from Vancouver who was an extra in the We Are Grounders we part two. We can't make this shit up. <laughs> we can't make this shit up. Wait, how do, you, how do you find out that he's an extra from because We Are Grounders Because he's such a douchebag that he's hitting on bubbles. And he's like, I'm an actor and I'm from Vancouver. And we're like, huh, what shows have you been on? And he's like... I don't know if you've heard of it, The Hundred. And it was like, <laughs> shit exploding. And we're like, I don't know if you've heard of it. And we're like, what episode? What episode were you an extra on? And then he's like, what so. Scene? Yeah. What were you? And we're like, is it 2.16? It's like one of those moments where you're like, check yourself in public. And don't, <laughs> don't reveal that you know that. the episode. So he is... And Danny found it, and he confirmed it is the guy. It's a. It wasn't. It wasn't even putting it on to just because he overheard us talking about the hunter, and he was trying to hit on bubbles. It's for real. He is. If you go to two sixteen, he's the guy making out with a girl in the hallway when Octavia and, and Maya yeah. are talking behind that. the door, and they're making out, and then the siren for radiation goes off, and then people scatter. He's the dude making out with the girl against the wall. And so he tried to leverage that to hang up with the bubbles. It was unsuccessful. So I go home <laughs> drunkly into my hotel room and try and figure out the episode on Netflix to confirm if he really was an extra. I end up on the echo scene when Bellamy comes back and lets her out of the cage and everyone's making noise, and he's like, they got to be quiet. And she comes out, and she says in Trig, like, shut up if you want to be free. And God, I hadn't... You live. Yeah, and I hadn't come back... 
it's pretty freaking cool to go back and watch that scene of like him coming back for her and the two of them in the cage and then flash forward to now and what's going on with them. It's really cool. Like going back on the history of the show and going yeah. back to that moment. And I, I'm not into it like romantically, but I like that bond. It's and a you, good meet cute fine. But no, but going back to that moment. <laughs> meet cute in your gauze underwear being bled upside down. But going back to it, it just kind of mines the history of the show. And they weren't yeah. obviously intending it back then when they did it. But if you go back and watch it and you fast forward to now, it's kind of cool that it goes back all the way to the history of the show. Like, I'm into the the contrast. If you wanted to show that Bellamy has moved forward and is starting to, like, in the face of their challenge, rise above clan, you can't show that in contrast to Roan and you can't show that in contrast to Luna because they were already past night because they're already already past that. You need an antagonist and you have to show it in contrast to someone and Echo makes sense because they kind of have the same role. Like I I don't I'm not I don't know why people are antagonistic toward it. So I know why people are antagonistic no, I dig towards it. it because they you view shut the your show mouth through down. shipper glasses. <laughs> I, I will be honest with you. There are people who view the show through one lens and one lens only. And well, if, 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 if things happen that aren't in service to the thing that they want to see happen, then it's garbage. Well, I Echo do. Must die. I, no, but I mean, I do think it's the, the exception to that is I think that it's a fair point that we have been, you have taken a lot of scenes that should have been about Bellamy and Octavia or Bellamy and you've made it about Echo. And I think there's a legitimate non-shipper like reaction to that. It's it's about Bellamy and Octavia. uh, Yeah, (laughs) saying this is about someone's sister dying and now this scene with editing is being cut to be about this new character's development. It's a relationship we're all invested in and we've all been following along and want to see a positive resolution to and it ends up this moment that could have been such a great moment between the Blake siblings and and okay I give it that it's not there's time to still have that moment but in this last episode that was the anti-climax and it was about furthering Echo's yeah people felt like it was like this whole Octavia's dead and Bellamy's is totally glossed over and it's all in furtherance and well, I mean, they, they mishandled that whole thing. Octavia didn't need to die. That I mean, that whole situation isn't doesn't serve anything very well. It just sort of happened, and it was like a moment of of drama for the sake of having a moment of drama. I think the show sometimes swerves into, well, we have to have these certain things happen in order to up the stakes, and it just falls flat after a while. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know why any of that happened with Octavia. I can make it, a pitch for why narratively I think it happened. I tr- and I tried to make this to Danny and Bubbles. I can make a pitch for it. And I see what you're saying. And it's yeah. that, and I'll make it super quick, because I think Joe's waiting to say something. So I'll make it super quick. So I, I what I saw it happening is, in that jail scene, before Bellamy and Kane found out that Octavia died, Bellamy was, like, done. They just got arrested. They just got through him back in the same jail they had been in in 401 and you're just done with the conflict it doesn't matter what he does it, it doesn't matter what poorly. any of them do he has it's, no control it's three episodes later kane and bellamy are in the same freaking jail cell and they are all actually trying to save the world and they're back in the same jail cell and he was done and that was before octavia died and then you like 
have the scene where he thinks his sister's dead. You have this like time jump where you don't have any time after that. Hood's off. Clark's in front of them. They know something's up, that something's warm. So there isn't time to have any more exploration of what does that mean to have Octavia dead. But you have a scene where, like, Bellamy turns to Kane and he finds hope in this is his baby sister who did an unbelievable thing. Like, I know people think that it's, like, ridiculous and she fell off a cliff. But if you look at it in terms of, like, the, like, grounder lore of what Clark did of facing the mountain and Juan Heda. You have Sky Ripa, death from above, who literally survived death from above and fell from a cliff and warned them and has, like, given them this advantage. And he, like, basically finds hope in that and turns it around and saves 300 people from being massacred in a ravine, which I think ha- is a nice coming full circle from 3A where he was responsible for killing 300 people. And that's my pitch for what I think they were trying to do. Now, obviously, it didn't land for everyone. But that's what I took away from it. And I I thought it was like a turning point. And I liked that it was like the big brother getting inspiration from his baby sister doing this kind of unbelievable Mm -hmm. thing when he's usually the protector and she's the one who did it. So that's my pitch. But I get that it didn't land for everybody. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think, again, we're trying to headcanon some stuff here. To, well, I don't um, think that's film. a headcanon. No, I, mean, I, I really like that your pitch, Susie. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that uh, that could have, everything you said could works out beautifully. Um, the death could have been different. You know, you, there are other ways to create a situation when one where one person thinks another person most definitely died, um, but they survive. But, I mean, I'm not even super mad about that. I mean, Octavia was in pretty bad shape. Um, uh, well, but, like, um, so Anya and Clark least, jumped you know, off of a higher saying, distance like, and survived. But they jumped into a waterfall. But Chaha went on a missile. I mean, <laughs> we can space. But regardless of even any of that, I just think that... Um, Someone I fell think maybe off a plane at 10,000 feet and survived. So I'm just... I'm not having a hard time with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, regardless of that, I, I think um, if if you want to make it look like a character thinks that another character actually died, um, you know, it has to be like Octavia after Lincoln was shot, right? Um, you have to see like some serious reactions, some serious consequences, but sometimes it looks like even the character doesn't believe um, that it actually happened. <laughs> um, that's the kind of feeling that I got from from this situation. But it was it's a like, hard thing to pull off if you if the audience knows that the character isn't dead. Like you can't. I, I don't think you can right. push it and have so them dwell. So that's why they so probably long, right? shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the problem that I have. But but that um, transition that you talked about, or that journey that you talked about for both Bellamy and Octavia uh, is actually a very good idea. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, again, CC, having to explain it to me that way 
means that they it's, didn't express it very it well. It means and that it's me, the beginning of a season, and it's about Bellamy's plotline. <laughs> so we're here to try and figure the it out. Like, give a little Balark translation. And explain it. <laughs> and the Bellamy Blake apology tour. That's how we start every season off. Them. <laughs> it's how we start every season off, right? I mean, okay. it's okay to leave some things to the, to the audience. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I, uh, it just seems like there's, there are more people than not questioning the, the value of, of having that whole situation with Octavia occur when you have, to, you have to do some mental gymnastics to get yourself there to understand why it was necessary. Um, I mean, is, it, is it, it just because I'm an only child that, like, yes. I'm... Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm just like, I, you know, everyone's like, oh, it was heartrending. Like, we care about this relationship so much. And yeah, I get that. But I really wasn't bothered by the fact that it was kind of in service to Echo. Because I'm like, oh, well, I know where Bellamy and, and, and Octavia kind of stand at this moment. Like, Octavia's dark Octavia that all of the parents are upset about. And, like, <laughs> see her, like, going in a dark path. And she'll probably end up pregnant. Wink, wink. And, you know, and Bellamy is, like, kind of over course correcting of, like, you know, he's somebody after New Year's, you know, who had, like, a really raging New Year's and doesn't, you know, blacked out drunk. He's like, I'm not drinking for a month. And so, like, I just kind of don't really need a lot more from them. But I'm liking that I'm getting more from Echo because I'm like, well, I don't know who the fuck you are. Um, so maybe it's, you know, like, or or I'm just not empathetic. Like, is it is it an only child thing or an empathetic thing? it's a combination mm. of a few things. She <laughs> is empathetic. She is. She's another no, Eminem, like, Jen with the <laughs> chocolates. She's a Nazi Jew. I do think that they felt, I mean, I see in 3A and like those of us who are Bellamy fans that felt like we got that he made a mistake in the season finale. I think the writers probably felt like a lot of people didn't feel that way. And so they spent the first half of the season. There's actually a gift set on Tumblr. Really? That takes... The speech to Octavia in 316 and the speech to Riley in the last episode and puts it side by side. It is almost verbatim. The same thing of saying, I made a mistake and I don't want that for you. And again, it was like, so for the people in the back... Sometimes we make <laughs> mistakes. I'm over and we're it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please stop overstating. So what you're it. telling me is that Bellamy is lazy and like re reuses his like inspirational speeches to people. I think that. Well, no, because Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights used many speeches over and over coach again. Coach Taylor is above and beyond anyone. Don't no, even try Bellamy to compare. Blake is the Coach Taylor of the hundred. He gives the inspirational But you Kane wants to be. Kane no, wants to be the Coach, coach Taylor. Taylor. Kane is not the Coach Taylor. Kane I, is the Kane. water boy who keeps bringing Gatorade to the water Kane party. is the guy up with the headphones. <laughs> wait, wait. Trying to direct everyone and everyone down below is like, but that's wrong. Does that, wait, wait, does that make Jaha Tammy Taylor, like I feel like you shut your (laughs) whore right now. I think that I think that you got much better hair. Tammy Taylor's name in vain. Tammy Taylor only for the hair because they both have excellent hair. (laughs) I think there's a blog that's just about Connie Britton's hair. But I really do think that they the the first half of the season was basically like we need to, you know, you had that tweet from Jason Rothenberg saying by the end of season three, everyone will see. 
open up another beer. <laughs> and then we'll see Bellamy Blake for the hero that he is. And lots of the audience didn't. did not there see it. And, and like, that, yeah. Bubbles and I did. I, I well, saw the hero the whole But a lot of people didn't. And so I think it was another for the people in the back. There are no good guys. Everyone makes mistakes and they're all trying. They basically spent five episodes of him dwelling in his guilt and like He's- trying it out one way to, in 402. Maybe not the best decision. Trying it out again in this last one. Actually, he and Monty saved the day. Because at the end of the day, whatever Clark and Rowan were doing in that cave wouldn't have mattered if that gun had gone off. And it would have been, no matter what happened with the arc going up. It was a zero-sum total. You would have ended up with a war and people dying. And so what Monty and Bellamy did at the end of the day mattered more. Like, only Ilian made more of an impact (laughs) (laughs) at the end of that episode. Like, I kind of want, like, an Ilian Riley buddy episode. Like, just, like, a complete, like... Who wants to fuck up more? Or, like, you know how sometimes with an episode I'm not going to watch that episode. I'm envisioning it sexually. Guys, we got to move on. Oh, sorry. We got to move on. We got to move on. Is it time for a break? Um, Well, I I would like to... Do you guys want to discuss that conversation in the cage or move on to Death Island? The lab on Death Island. Let's talk about the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, okay. I, uh, well, let's I, talk about it, Shane. <laughs> I specifically enjoyed the part where uh, Rowan was um, talking to Clark about what Lexa would have done, and I think it's a little hypocritical for Rowan to talk about, uh, you know, transcending the clan talk and my people talk, because I don't think he has done that exactly, but. Um, it's still interesting in terms of whether it's right or not about Lexa. Um, I think it's kind of complicated. I mean, on the one hand, um, it's true that Lexa never said my people in the sense of tree crew. No. I don't remember any scene where Lexa says my people and she means tree crew. Um, it's always the coalition. And at various points, she wants Sky Crew to be part of the coalition. Um Nevertheless, she still betrayed, she was willing to betray Clark for the sake of her people. You know, that's her words. But uh, like grounders. She chose. But yeah, that's more like grounders versus sky crew. So she's still, she wasn't, at least at the beginning, hasn't yet transcended, <clears throat> excuse me, this whole people talk and clan talk. Um, but I still kind of agree with Roan that that was the direction that Lexa was going. Whereas I think that Clark, even though she wants to save everyone, uh, she still has a special place for Sky Crew uh, in a way that Lexa didn't have for Tree Crew. She has more loyalty loyalty to Sky Crew than Lexa had to any particular clan. Um, But then again, I also think that that kind of makes sense because, um, you know, Sky Crew... Like, if Trishana crew is somehow wiped out, uh, I don't know how, you know, different their culture is from, say, a tree crew or, or uh, Asgeta or flu crew. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are differences, but Sky crew has something very unique, uh, you know, and their knowledge of technology is crucial. Um, so I think that, and they're so small, they're like on the verge of extinction. So I think it makes sense to be more worried about that um, but anyway, uh, I think it's very complicated. So there's all of these different aspects to it. Uh, I thought that was an interesting conversation they had. 
What do you guys think? I had a lot. So I went back and looked. At, so when I went back and watched it, I, I felt like I had a very different reaction to that conversation. And that I found the conversation between Roan and Clark. On the one hand, I, I love both characters. I get the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a bashing on Roan, bashing Clark at all. But I found their conversation like chilling in that the last scene where they finally have hammered out where they are and they're like, okay, so this is what we've decided. We're going to split up between 50, 50 and Roan's like, I'm a king. I I don't need to convince anyone. (laughs) My people follow me. Divine intervention. Right. And Clark is like, and you can. She's kind of ballsy for Roan considering that like just two episodes before he's like, so yeah. And and put a pin in that because I don't know if that's foreshadowing. Like we know that his whole system is warlords and if they disagree with him. So like, so that's an interesting point. And on the other hand, (laughs) Clark is like. Okay, and then we'll have 50. And then what Roan says is, and if your people, and I'm, you know, ad-libbing, but, or like, this isn't for the paraphrasing, this isn't verbatim, but if there's a problem, ask Ada, we'll enforce it. And so what you have is the leader of Sky Crew taking, she had a tactical advantage where, and and we can talk about like who should be on the arc and and whether it should be just Sky Crew, but let's just, you've had people who have been working, Sky Crew have been working on that arc. It is their technology. They've been working. She their, took away 50 spots. She's been, they've been working their ass off under a first under a lie that 500 people would survive. <laughs> then under a lie that a hundred would under a lottery. Now it's pared down to 50. Yeah. None of which they've had a say in. It's not going to go well. And she has basically said, I'm making this deal. And on the on one level, it's not for all of those reasons, like Sky Crew is giving away an advantage and something that they've earned, and their unelected leaders deciding that for them with no input. On a secondary level for like the future of humanity, Sky Crew has a better resistance to radiation and a skill set that Escada doesn't have. On a third level, if you want to talk about just basic fairness, okay, rising above clan, but it's 50-50 Sky Crew and Escada, and, like, what about Tree Crew and, like, everybody else? Well, that's one thing and I that's was gonna confused be about. And that's the deal she Sky cut. Is Sky Crew grounder or Sky Crew Yeah, I thought Asgeta. it would have been 50 grounder. That, no, I, mean, I read it as the deal that he, he It was Asgada, Sky Crew. People. And then, and then Roan says, and if your people don't follow... We will enforce it. So what I understood from that scenario is I, and I know none of this matters because now the arc is blown up, but I'm talking about what the the deal that Clark cut as a leader on behalf of her people is that she took away 50 other spots. I don't think, I think the presumption is that she's not going to tell them. Or she's going to tie. I, I don't. I don't. But if I don't they don't follow, she will. You. She will allow Ascada to. What does enforce it mean? That right? means. That means holding it to the the fifty Ascada and, and fifty Sky and Crew. And kill that everyone that be, doesn't go along. Exactly. With it? Exactly. And wouldn't Sky Crew have to do that themselves if if people started getting uppity? I mean, 
Well, what Raven said. This is the rea- This is the reality of the situation: is that somebody has to be willing to go to the nth degree to enforce that only a hundred people are going to get in that arc. Because what if people start trying to push their way in? So you know, you get one hundred twenty people now, one hundred fifty people, and it's unsustainable. So somebody has to be like, I guess, you know what? You we're going to have to start Jaha, killing people. But you had Jaha stout. So the last episode had Jaha basically by crowd consensus Mm -hmm. and you don't you're right you don't know if that will hold in a panic in the situation but he had established by crowd consensus a hundred of us can make it we're gonna work super hard we're gonna have a lottery those are the people that get the spots the crowd was quelled and then they moved on and they did their work the deal that clark cut they is not that deal and so I, I just wanted to dwell a little bit in it because I personally found it like chilling. You have two basically like authoritarian decisions of deciding who lives or dies. And Roan said, I'm a king and I don't have to convince them. And I don't know if Clark is really that different. I, I feel like, though, this goes what? back to a lot of Clark making backroom deals. Like, that is what she does. She does a lot yes. of, like, unilateral yes. shit. And on the one hand, from well, the people, it probably doesn't look very great. On the other hand, if you look at her record... It's pretty good. I mean, I'm not attributing a nefarious intent. Those are the no. situations the show puts her in. Right, but, like, once the people find out, like, they're not going to go along with it because, like, hey, you just, like, ruined my chance. But at the same time, it's like, if they were logical about it, which they're not, clearly because of how upset they were in the last episode, that, you know, like, with White Bro being like, oh, that's not fair. Yes, it's not fair, white guy. I'm sorry. Like, but, like, if you, I'm saying, put yourself in the shoes of, you know... The in- analogy is like your president saying uh, so many people can survive and I figured out this backroom deal and like none of you guys had it. And by the way, like none of you actually voted on Clark, but I guess she was appointed by Kane to figure this out. Yes. And if you were in the public and you found out at the last minute that you were working super hard for this and you got you had a tactical advantage and you you wouldn't be super psyched. No. Right. But but you also got you you also have to consider that that in the season premiere Clark kind of made a deal with Rowan that she would find a solution for everybody, so she does kind of go back on her deal with Rowan by not in t- telling him about the Nightblood solution or the the arc being. But her uh, deal wasn't to have him in yeah, the loop I mean, the whole it, time. It that wasn't issue. like a stipulation of it, of their deal, just to like I don't. You just, I mean, this it's just a recurring theme that you what, have people acting on behalf of other people. So, so, well, well, that's what, always what, been this show, though. This this show has never been about democracy. What were you going to say, Shaheen? Uh, I mean, there there's one issue, which is the issue of democracy and, and um, delegation of power. Um, but there's the other issue is which option is the right one or the moral one or the um, rational one or whatever uh, again it that depends or you know deciding whether the, this was a good deal or not depends on what you think the default position is or what you think where you think the bar is as a person who always thought as an impartialist who always thought that <laughs> um <laughs> uh, that you know if when they found out that the backup plan is that we have a hundred spots the, it should have always been, well, we have 13 clans, so let's get seven or eight people from each clan um, and, you know, put them in this box. And, but of course, we're going to you know, go fit. for 
to survive well, the radiation. Sure. I mean, those we're are different go things. But even healthy... by Rune saying rise above clan, it's bullshit. It's fifty Sky Crew and fifty yeah. Escada. What about all the other? It's hypocritical on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if that's the deal, again, I wasn't sure if it was Skycrew Grounder or it was Skycrew Asgeta. But yeah, if it's Skycrew Asgeta, obviously that's still not. But I I still think that's still better than um, just having Skycrew. And I, I was disappointed in Clark for deciding that. Again, that goes back to whether you think a leader is supposed to pr- uh, represent their own people uh, or represent humanity or what you know do the thing that's best for humanity or do the thing that's best for uh your people i mean uh this is actually um a topic that we deal with in our actual lives today well, I, uh, I political think, lives you I know think, there are a lot of all these deals that you know uh, some people mm-hmm. are saying they're not good for our for for people who are here so why are we doing that you know um there's always this this question and i think that um we all have our prejudices about when it's good to uh, care for all of humanity and when it's good to care for ourselves. Uh, so I think that's a, uh, that's a legitimate concern. As far as the issue of representation cons- is concerned, I think, I mean, it's obviously Sky Crew, um, the, they, their system is in total, um, is a total clusterfuck. I mean, they have, they have no... <laughs> is that a technical they have term no for your hierarchy. PhD studies? They have nothing. Like it's not clear. How the fuck did even came? Did Kane even become chancellor? Like Abby gave him the pin a... in bed. I think. <laughs> they... Totally pin this to your chest hair. Got the he pin off her and uh, it was chest. Oh my god, he's probably got a nipple ring now. Yeah. Jen, how do you feel about Kane with a nipple ring? No, and don't then, like, like it. And then there's really? and then Clark is somehow in power in, in charge in arcade. Like, it's not clear. And then their army. Like who who is in. Who's no. the ranking? They say they can They say Miller's dad is is the ranking officer. Why is he not telling Riley to stand down? He also, has no how authority. Also, ranking officer when he was gone last season? Like he he was there. Did we see him? He no, you know he was there. He was there. Um, they he just was, didn't yeah. pay him. I have no memory of this. So when okay. the rover pulled away with Jasper, Raven, and Clark, uh-huh. met on Alley flanked on either side. It was uh-huh. Jahan, Abby, and and Papa Miller. That was the only time we saw him. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> but it stuck with me because I love Papa Miller. Well, it was on the, the okay. inception that everyone that was left in Arcadia was chipped. Yeah. Because Including all the grounders that Lincoln sacrificed his life for and we never saw again. <laughs> right. All right. No, but so, so we, I was wondering, Shaheen, about the whole, that cave scene, scene seemed to mm-hmm. me like a whole partiality, impartiality, like... I was waiting for you to parse it out because from any perspective, it didn't seem like a good deal. If you're being uh-huh. partial or impartial, right. it just... Assuming it's Sky Crew as Geta, it's still definitely, yeah, a front. It's the, a little bit... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it still seems like the only choice Clark had in that situation. Uh, I don't or really... Not a, not, a, not a super unreasonable one because, I mean... Rowan said that you have two options. You either tell your people to open fire and we fight. Or... And Bellamy dies. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it was I, clear that they... I mean, take, both Kane, Arca- you had... Take mul- Arcadia. No, you had multiple characters, which I think you have to accept, right? Kane, Clark, uh, who both said, it. we have the strategic advantage. This is a bloodbath. 
which meant that really when they were talking about a massacre, the whole time they were talking about a massacre of Escada. Yeah. Which is really... Because, like, there weren't that many Skyfire. Yeah, again, no, this, and is, this always keeps going back and forth. When Pike was in power, everyone was saying, what an idiot, like, you can't fight grounders. And now they're, like, Kane is doing the big talk, and he's like, we have more bullets than you have. Well, people. I, I so, mean, that's what I, I think is interesting. I, I, I is never like, understood, maybe they Sky learned. Crew, uh, more uh, at, a, at an advantage here? Well, Kane, I think or Kane was I never figured term. that out. Pike was saying, in this specific battle, you can take a bunch of people out, which is true. And Kane was saying, but then what happens next and what happens but, next? But here's the thing. Like, let's say that Clark goes back. Like, let's say that uh, that 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 the Ark didn't burn to the ground. Separate issue. She goes back to, to her people. They have already shown that they are populist to to the nth degree by electing Pike. So at, at any point, if Clark was like, we're going to save humanity over us versus them... It's not going to go over well. Well, because she already kind of said that. Like, she already tried to be, like, the rational voice of, like... The mob is not is rational. tomorrow's going to be like, and this is what we did, and this is what we decided because of reasons. And yeah. obviously that didn't go over well. Yeah. And so what they set up in that cave is, we cut a deal. And it's not going to go over well. And when my people... So it's good that the ark burned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the deal that she cut it was... It diffused the situation. I'm not going to... I'm not sure she was going to go back and tell them. That wasn't the impression I got, and for the reasons that Clark you kind of strategically. And then she was basically relying on us gain a muscle to enforce it. It's a super shady deal. And I'm not holding it like those were the circumstances no. the characters were in, but if you step back... I mean, I'm kind of glad the arc burned down, because that is not a good deal. Can you imagine her going back to tell them, and they're all upset, they don't want to work on it anymore, and Asgeta coming in and forcing it, and it's like slavery again, like we had in 402, and then Riley's (laughs) sad about it, and Riley's like, again, I'm back here again. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I I know that, I I don't want to dwell on something that I know is no longer a plot point, but I do think that these episodes were sort of leadership- tests for a reason Mm -hmm. each one was a test we found out a little bit of how the characters reacted to those tests and i'm curious what will happen going forward because you know they're going to be tested again um okay yeah and i think uh that's that sounds like a good place where we can um stop and take a little bit of a break Hey, everybody, we're back from break everybody is sufficiently pottied and everybody has refilled their drinks which i I don't know so like i feel like i already have to pee again (laughs) Uh, well, just do it. Just do it right there. Just, just piss on Bubs's rug. Do you want me to get you a bottle? <laughs> do you yeah, want a bucket? Thing. Beer bottle. That is the thing. That's the thing. We have enough empties over here. <laughs> just drop trow and piss in the middle of the living room, bedroom. Well, <laughs> as long as you clean it, like I guess they don't care. I'll just blame it on your dog. <laughs> he is well trained. He is a poodle. It's the second smartest dog breed. <laughs> yeah, he can still have accidents though, so I would. Or drunk I mean, friends blaming. What's on your dog. I mean? What's more likely? What's more likely to have occurred? The dog peeing on the rug or Joe? Joe, we're betting on the first <laughs> as the cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, let's move on and talk about um, Death Island. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I Can want I to know what the mystery is. <laughs> Can you, like, Jen, will you lay out for us all of the fantastic clues? Like, it, well, like, Emery's the first... No, 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 like, all of the Easter eggs everyone found. 
Do you have like a, do you want to talk about what happened and then close with that? Well, I, I, I can only talk about what I know of. So, so I think one of the important things is the dialogue that occurs underneath, um, underneath Raven tripping balls and floating around. You can't hear it unless you turn on the closed captioning. So it's basically Jackson talking about why Nightblood was created and it was created to protect, um, uh, criminals basically on during hypersleep for long-term trips to go out and to do to do work at mining colonies which is like mm, uh, dubious to begin with you just send criminals you mean like out delinquents there? delinquents being sent somewhere for government purpose <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that Fair that point. dialogue was taking place and then it, then if you go back and look at what was on raven's computer screens back at arcadia there was an article on one of our screens that mentioned that um, the mining company had lost contact with one of its mining colonies. So that's a little something-something. Huh. That's a yes. little bit, huh, huh what's going on years. there? I didn't pick up on that. That's so, amazing. So Sky Crew on Twitter has laid out the whole mining colony. And so it's four years before Ali launched the missiles that they lost contact, I think. So I, there I is so there is conceivably a a ship out there of floating sleeping of people, people uh, that was supposed to go do mining and now it's just lost. So that's that's interesting. Obviously, I don't think we're going to see it again because if they if they shot it out into space, it's still going. It's not coming back unless those people woke up and they're now suddenly like, hmm, let's go back well, to Earth because they treated Chris us so Pratt well. Chris is feeling lonely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, guys. I didn't guys. see that don't, movie. Don't <laughs> even get me started. Don't even get me started on that just, movie. Just baby Groot, Jen. Um, How does it make you feel? It's a baby Groot. Um, so so that that's the one thing that I, that I read. Um, the other thing was, and this, this one holds a little less water for me, is that the logo for... Um, Second Dawn mm -hmm. is very mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. resembles closely the logo that is on the micro microscope in Becca's mm -hmm. uh, lab. They're not identical, and I, I use my analytical eye for that, which basically means so I look eyeballs? at the two of them. Yeah, I look. I use my eye, my eyeballs, and I look at the two of them. And they're oh. not they're not identical. They're close the enough though, to make you wonder. Same, but yeah, the beams are the same. Evolve. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like maybe the lab stuff was printed first, and then and then second dawn was like, we need more levels, we need more money in this pyramid. Scheme. We need more beams. We're the second dawn. We are dawn We're is the main thing. So lots of beams coming they out went of the sun. So many yeah, they, logo iterations, and then they were like, can we just have yeah. more beams? Is that they basically they did they did a focus group with their cult members, and were like, what would make us even more? more legit and the focus group came back and said we need more light beams in the logo and they said done so you've been to a focus group is what you're saying yeah basically so yeah. The, there are some there's some clues that i think we're gonna loop back somehow um to the second dawn being somehow connected to becca if the second dawn is connected to this mining company we don't know necessarily I think Second Dawn had their, this is just my personal theory, but I think Second Dawn had their little tendrils and a lot of different things because, again, Bill Cadigan was rich at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So exactly how rich he was and what he, what he had his, uh, his investments in is interesting. I think well, the hypersleep thing. Of cult. 
Yeah, yeah, like the Amway yeah. of surviving the apocalypse. Yeah, he was like, you know, I was an investor on Wall Street, but then I kind of, I, I, I pivoted into cult leader in my career. The other thing is, we got I mean, to think you about hyper- your dreams, Jen. Like, you can't <laughs> well, be your best life. slave. So we have to think about also the whole hypersleep thing. Um, and whether or not... Is Second think- Dawn still alive on that island? Like, oh, of course. Yes. Sleep? Oh, yeah, of so course. wait, 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 wait. Alive meaning descendants it, or still no, alive? No, no, like no, original. Original. original uh, I think OG. Bill Cadigan is somewhere on Earth in one of those hyper hypersleep mm-hmm. chambers. Agreed. You do uh-huh. not hire that dude to play cult leader to only be seen on an iPad video for like okay. all of 10 seconds. Okay, so... Be, so- I mean, I'm personally leaning more toward we're going to see him in a flashback and see a connection with Becca, as opposed to still currently alive in a pod, rather than descendants of that cult alive. But you guys think he's actually like in a pod? I think he's in a pod. The second second they brought up hypersleep, I'm like, of course, he's in cryosleep somewhere. That that's how he decided he wanted to ride out the the apocalypse, and he left the other suckers in that first cave. He's like in that bunker. He's like, yeah, I'll get about maybe five hundred thousand investment. Well, yeah, and on <laughs> Becca's. And by the way, like on Becca's island, that video that Murphy for I can't remember if it was in the season finale or the season premiere premiere of the two guys who come in mm-hmm. and they're like they let her out. It's, so it's the premiere, and, and they're moving the body, and they know the missiles are coming. There's a secure bunker right there. Yeah. They're moving a body. They don't come back to it. So, and the island seems like it's still in pretty good shape. Wait, so either they found, either they were like, in, you know, incinerated or died of radiation from whatever. But, but the island is, everything on the island is still intact. So you can assume that it didn't take a direct hit, right? Well, so it, wasn't, they, it wasn't a, a center. Or, or they maybe went somewhere else. And I'm obsessed with this Amori's other buyers. And she's been acting shady as fuck ever since she has they been. went back. Thank right? you. Like, like, what are the scarier things on the island? Like, I am so hung up on that. Right. And I just... I'm telling you, Island of Dr. Moreau. Like, there are other, like... I want Do you think lobster wolves. claws are bad? Like... Well, that's what, um, um... Is it Deese Kitten? Who's been, like, kitten. posting oh, all... Kitten. kitten is all about Island of Moreau, but experimenting on humans and animals. Yep. And then, like, has been writing a bunch of stuff about this. But all the... Uh, so, Jen, the, the last hunter. Easter egg was the name of the rocket. What was Did the name of that? So, this was uh, Aaron on Metastation, like, posted this. And so, the name of the rocket is Vesta 4. So, first of all, suggesting that there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And second, Vesta being the founding god of the home and and founding of Rome. And the symbol of Vesta is the flame. The flame. Yeah. (laughs) And is like the one worshipped as the founding of a new civilization in Rome. And guess who was her patron? Augustus. Whose which sister was Octavia. Octavia. <laughs> and so there's like all this like Greek, there's always been this like Greek mythology. And Octavia's horse is Helios. Yeah. So there was a lot of like nerding out over what that means as well. But also that there's, that's best of four. So it means there's at best least. Best of one through three. <laughs> right. Possibly best of five, but we don't know. And, right. yeah. and Raven says it's a, a two person ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
a two-seater. But you, they I, they I, I drive, you cook. <laughs> <laughs> In my, the greatest adopted is... mom-daughter space road trip ever. So do you guys think they're actually going to fire this rocket off? Do you think yes. uh, Raven's going up to space? Uh, I don't know if it'll be this rocket. I think I think that they are going to try. Yeah, they're going to try and it's going to fail because You're, fuck the you. Prin- we can't, the princess you know. is in another solutions. rocket. Yeah, exactly. Your princess is in another rocket. Uh, go find Bowser and best of luck, <laughs> Koopa Troopa. So my my other my other question is: so say they go up into space and they mm-hmm. they create night blood. Can they create enough for everybody and bring it back down safely? Like, how does the it rocket come back it, down? Like, yeah, I mean that looks like a shuttle. Can... It looks like you can just go to space, maybe like get an orbit or just uh, join uh, to a space station. With it, but it's not something you can go to space and come back with. So uh, it looks like anyone, whoever goes in that shuttle, is basically sacrificing themselves. So you don't think that like they 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 can go up and like come back down? And and we heard how Abby said to to Raven that she has this um, problem now with her brain or something that she might die anyway. So uh, that kind of sets it up for Raven saying, "I'm going to sacrifice myself and." No, this cannot happen. <laughs> you know, Raven so, yeah, is I'm not an option. Sorry, it's not, okay, so like no. in TV medical science, it's no. a tiny, tiny spot. Ischemic or... <laughs> and the entire show has only been six months, right? Yeah. So it's a tiny dot. And so <laughs> if you're going to like TV medical science it. We've got at least six months before that black dot takes over the rest of Raven's brain. <laughs> okay, so we've all seen House, and I, it's I, probably not. I know it's the first episode of Grey's Anatomy. the The beauty queen from um, Spokane had a brain bleed, and so it was a little is, one. So this is and, right. and it only happens when Raven thinks. It was an episodic. <laughs> Thing, right? No, but she, she was thinking, like, Raven. But it didn't happen again. So she was looking around and was putting together the whole thing about the rocket, and she didn't seize again. Right. So what if? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. And by the so, way, no one's worried that Abby is actually lying. That Abby is in a pool caged. of spit, seizing at the end of that She's episode because she was hissing herself and is right. Yeah. So, so question. So we we've established that Monty and Jasper were like potheads, right? Yes. What if here comes our cold open? <laughs> <laughs> what if so like the whole thing with Raven is that you we need to like sort of compartmentalize and like slow down her brain function to be able to like handle all of that data that's coming in. Like what if she just needs to like get a little stoned with like Monty and Jasper and then like suddenly like it sort of like becomes a very like a manageable way for her to use her like secondary AI brain. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so, you know, she smokes a little weed about it and, like, comes up with great ideas and doesn't die. Like, aren't you pleased with that theory, All Jeff? right, so so here's, here's I what I think is, here's, here's is going to happen. They're, they're obviously, they obviously set up the danger for Raven, but I think it's going to be Abby the one that dies because she has the same issue. And mm. she's had sex this season. Because, right, because we actually also, talked about this. Also, that- also, guys, also, guys, think about this. Okay, so Raven has an issue with her brain. What if putting the flame in the back of her head after she's taken some night blood solves the problem in, in her brain? But there's only one flame. Yeah. Um, so somebody has to decide who gets that flame. And 
Right, because the I issue is I that- don't know how how they do it. So it goes into Raven's head. Raven is suddenly cured, mm-hmm. um, but but Lex is also back there in that flame. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's that Princess way that, that Lindsay Morgan was into. Is endgame. <laughs> but how? But you would have to. Man- how would you would have to manipulate in order for her to sustain living with the flame. She has to be a nightblood. You'd have yeah. to, but she couldn't just give her nightblood. You'd have to manipulate her blood in space. Well, that's why they go Her space. RNA would have to be replicated with the nightblood. The thing with the with the stuff. Look, we're just going to hand wave all of this. I'm just saying the flame <laughs> is going into Raven's head. I'm right, making but, okay, I'm like a cover shot now. I'm pointing like, out to the left field bleachers. That's where I'm going to plunk my uh, home run. That's what's going to happen. So, so, so Raven gets to have like awesome AI left over in her brain because like they pulled it out of her too quickly, right? Yeah. So it's like shutting your computer down <coughs> by just by just hitting right. the power button instead like, of actually powering why it down. Yeah. By Abby, the way, like if she, she says if your RAM is still full, that. Like, your RAM will just be emptied if you shut down your computer, so... Yeah, like, the only thing that keeps on is, like, the tiny battery that maintains what what the clock was and, like, anything that, like... Well, whatever. What, anyway. what I don't understand what? is... So, with Raven, yes, okay, they both were shut down the same way in terms of the... The EMP. Lights. Yeah, the EMP. So, um, for Raven, her brain and all the things that were left over prompted her about needing to go to space and being in a zero gravity situation to create nightblood for abby her vision she becomes dr singh her, her vision was seeing clark and seeing we're running out of time and that was more like it was more like like a mom six clairvoyant wrong. type thing yeah. because they don't know what ha- what just happened in arcadia so that that's the part where i don't really enjoy that because it's not based on anything unless the systems are running and picking up on like what's coming yeah but that unless they're, they're but but she's not connected anymore it's it would always be a remnant so how yeah. i i didn't enjoy that and unless there's something else that's trying to be said well, speaking of this, scene. I I have I have a whole rant about this. Ooh. I, I, <laughs> I not about Strap this specific in. issue, but I I just want to say like when season, um, <clears throat> like every season we wonder where the sci-fi is going to come from. When the city of light ended, we were like, where is the sci-fi going to come from? Right. So when when they brought the arc down, we thought, okay, that was the sci-fi part, and then the city of light and. Uh, and now, so we know, okay, the sci-fi is going to come from, uh, the island, but, uh, but I mean, I, and I'm not one of those people who think that the, your sci-fi has to be accurate science or, although I enjoy it when it's more, you know, it's less Based bullshit, reality. Yeah. but, <laughs> but I'm not even saying that I'm not saying they should, that they should have like legitimate science there. But come on, I mean, it, this is just lazy, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, like, the, the way that they explain it, if you want to have bullshit explanation, it's fine, but I care about how much you work on it. Uh, but you the know, rocket so, looks so pretty. I know, like, like it take looks your straight. time it's like and the like, Apple build your bullshit up and, you know, make it into a thing, make it into a world, I you know. Rocket. What are, like, subconscious, is it really? Seriously, come on. Uh, like, Wait, you Deanna, like what is that Shiggy, shit about? Like she br- brings up this. P- Wait, you. She brings up this picture of this DNA and on you're the writing screen. A fanfic about a, like Jelly. You, you loved the whole season. I've listened to your podcast for a long time, and I feel like you oh, really God. loved the City of Light, which was all about people's subconscious and consciousness uploading to like 
all kinds of sci- sci-fi bullshit. Are you not buying into Abby having a hallucination? No, I'm not buying it. No, because <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm, I that's where you're drawing the line. I buy Raven. I don't buy Ali or Abby's foresight. But we, so we Look, don't I'm, know. I'm so here's the Raven thing: you got. Some I'm not line. buying Raven bringing up a DNA on the screen, and and Abby looks at it and she's like, "It will work." What the fuck is that? Come on. <laughs> but the whole, so the whole, that's, that's, the whole, can, but the whole setup is your subconsciousness that. is processing it, right? So if Abby has been, I mean, Allie had been saying my drones and my instruments picked up on all of this shit happening. And that's how I know that's happening. Mm-hmm. Her drones are still all out there but picking not- up on what's happening. And there are things in the environment that are happening and are being communicated through the instruments in that lab. And so through Abby's subconscious that is presented through Clark saying this is happening. Maybe. Even if all of that, you mean Raven? No, no, no. I mean the. Uh, no, I was talking about the uh, the way the episode ended with oh, Clark okay. all lesion clear cell horrible <laughs> commercial gone awry. Unfuckable. <laughs> really, that's what makes Clark unfuckable. Oh <laughs> uh, well. I mean, how would how would you feel if Bellamy like walked in there like like actually like if it really happened if it was prophetic and he was like, you know, this was gonna happen, but not. No, I'm, you know, pass, hard pass. Like, would your Balark, like, heart just break? So or would you, you know, get it? Would I fully expect this show, if they ever oh went there. Oh my god, yes. It would be a lesion oh, cover. One of us. So that we can't have good gifts. No one could ever look That'd at be a, a gift romantic again. romantic scene with boils. Yeah, I fully expect it to be like, you want a Balark? <laughs> like Bellamy's missing a leg, oh, and like maybe sure. he's like got like an eye patch. I mean, here I'm you happy. go, here you go. It's romantic Blart covered in lesions and missing limbs. I'm laughing, but I'm crying. <laughs> so I mean, that's like full your expectations. <laughs> so yeah, and and we'd still look at the kids. We, we'd still look at the Oh God, Jen Wrangle, Wrangle, Wrangle. Okay, so <laughs> moving past the whole lesion sex. Real. Oh my gosh! But um, I, I don't do even th- know what we were talking about. I don't even I, think that you were talking the about the hallucinations of empty. I was talking about how desk. I think the sci-fi on this show is lazy. I don't know if. Well, I mean, we established that guys... we've been doing this podcast for almost. No, a year no, this is that. this is getting this is different. Like again, there is what sci-fi that's not scientific. And there is sci-fi that's just plain lazy. But your, like, your problem is with Raven, though? Because she I, think that like, I, I have a problem with everything. I have a problem with hydrazine solving everything. I have a problem with DNA on the screen and, like, Abby look at, looking at it and being like, yeah, that will work. I have a problem yeah, with that things being explained in two seconds. And, you know, being like, though. yeah, oh, this is what happened. Uh, whatever, I sh- the brain... Had information if Abby's a surgeon, got... there's no way that she knows like how to read oh, DNA. Yeah, like you don't get to be a doctor of everything. No, let's like, say she's, she's a surgeon. Like the genius she's in a genetics. Microbiologist. She knows and all Eric of her... Jackson, which we learned his first name is Eric. Eric, which we were not like. I'm and he was like making fun of her, being like, "You is he don't know what you're talking about." Was yeah. like. This was you don't like. I did kind of like the callback of like Abby turning into Doctor Singh and and Jackson being like, "Hey, 
listen to yourself. Like, Luna is resting. Back off. And where's that going to go? Where is that going to well, go? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I like Abby, but she was all about, like, Raven, you're killing this child when she was not. And then she's like, Jackson, go get, go get Luna. And he's like, shh, we are undertaking. It was just like kind of. Well, it's a lot of darkness for Abby. She's I cracking go. Me, right? Yeah. Like it's a lot of stress. And so we've always seen it as this like hopeful, always against the odds or some, but maybe it's going a different direction now. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe it's unfair, but maybe we ask for more of moms. <laughs> No, you mean you want the moms to be the bad guys? No, I want moms to be, like, perfect. <laughs> like society does. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Good, Good luck with that, Cece. I mean, all right, so- like, from all the beers that someone on this table, I think I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> your so your guys, children are perfect. Um, I've met them. It's fine. Guys, what did you guys think of the reveal of the rocket? I, I thought that was kind of cheesy. I liked it. I liked cool. it. I liked it. I like rockets, though. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I, I was like going to be thrilled too, by But it's way. just like, here's your deus ex machina right here for you guys. Here's your well, rocket no, to take it, you it out in space. It's going to be. It's but here's the thing. We watch easy. this show. We know it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's going to go down in a flaming If it pile. came up in episode five and it looks beautiful, like, it's, it's not going to work. We started off being able to say 500 people, not turned to 100, which turned to 50, which turned to nothing. So, yeah, like, don't I trust mean, the rocket. let's not over-invest ourselves in the rocket. Like, here's, like, I wonder if the writers know that, like, I want to know what their purpose was, because if they expect the viewers to be like, oh, here's a rocket, let's put our hope in that, or the, if, do they know how cynical we are? Like, how many times that we have Wait, been slapped we've across been the burned face before, by the show? Yeah. <laughs> like, we are the abused spouse that, Are like, we, knows. though? Because I had tons... So here's the thing. I had tons of friends text me and be like, holy shit, a rocket. That's amazing. I never would have thought they'd go to space. Why are your friends so dumb? I have these motherfucking GAs. <laughs> they just are like civilians and not dwelling in the like Reddit and everything. And so they just watch an episode and then they're like, fuck space. I never thought they'd yeah. go out there. And it's the sixth time Bellamy has apologized for 3A. And it's still feels like the right thing to say. Yeah, they text me and they're like, I think he feels really bad. You uh, know shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they were honestly, so I got like a flood of like, so all my friends who binge and I opened up and it was like 20 text messages and everybody was like, shit, I'm rocking in space and fuck, we're worried about Raven. And that's what like <laughs> everyone was freaking out about. So maybe we're being too cynical because... A, a lot of like, because like the rest of us know, like, don't trust that rocket. Don't. Mm-mm, that's yeah, not an apology. But the way that it's set up is, you would trust that rocket because the arc literally but went up in flames, and in the same episode, you were unveiled the new possible scenario, and you're like, oh, well, maybe that's what it's. I mean, be. but like, there's yeah, they could go to space, they could create the serum, they could come back, and things could still go wrong. Things will still like. So, even yeah, good. let's yeah, like, let's not let's not mince words. Things are going to go up into flames more <laughs> more than once. This whole show is about just trying to avoid human tire fires, and uh, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think that this rocket's going to be a silver bullet for any. Can we any, can we have like a appreciation for Raven and Abby that they had some really great 
mother adoptive daughter scenes like when yeah. raven was waking up and and abby and, and maybe i'm just like a sucker Abby's for the like, mom you're scenes. the daughter i never had <laughs> Sorry, my daughter's a fucking bitch. my daughter never lets me stroke her hair and hold her hands but they were she's really so like tender and then the whole scene where she's basically like you're gonna die and raven was like a fucking hero and i don't know actually like you know, she's been building a lot for her body to be betraying her all along. Yeah. And she had that scene earlier this season watching that girl die. Yeah. And I think that set her up for that scene with Abby to be like, how could I, how could I condemn all those people for, for me? And I, I've just been, if, if you have a lot of complaints about where a, not spending enough time with a lot of characters, Raven has gotten a lot yeah. of, Good. No, I have no complaints. Dealing about with her handicap, dealing like yep. dealing with a lot, and she's got a lot of time. I love her storyline. Yeah, yeah. She's she's had a really good uh, storyline, and Selena Welkin. She brought something up um, on Twitter that I thought was something I probably don't think about a lot. But I don't. I don't know what you guys think. That uh, Lindsay Morgan does a lot of very good physical acting mm-hmm. um, with with Raven that I think we don't necessarily always appreciate. Um, and I felt like Raven in this episode was peak Raven. She was so hyper excited about finding the rocket, she about how science. smart she is. She like, so yeah. did anyone else like not realize that it was like, so when they released that sneak preview and of course I like watched it because I am, you know, incapable of, of waiting, um, like watching that. And like at first when Raven started floating, I was like, motherfucking zero G in the, in the lab. <laughs> um, like for a second, I, it took me a minute to realize that, you know, obviously it was a hallucination or whatever. And she was having a seizure, but like, damn, like how fucking cool would that be? If like Becca had like invented, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Becca figured out a way to simulate zero G, like in a lab setting. <laughs> well, I thought that she was Raven. like seeing so, things. You think back. Wait, sorry. Go ahead, Shaheen. Sorry, my interpretation was that she was seeing things from the point of view of a drone. I was expecting them to be like, "Oh, look at that drone," and then it would be like she's Ooh. seeing things. From so, like, the her mind had like taken out, like been comp- like taken over by like a drone camera. I, I no, see. Well, she not that it's been taken over. I mean, this is a question that I have going back to Raven's super brain. Is mm. so. <laughs> first of all, do we believe? Do we believe her explanation of what happened? And uh, is she in control of it? Is this something that she can turn on and off in her brain, or is this something that she just gets? Is it like um, can can she communicate with the rest of the system on the island and the the drones and stuff? Is it is she somehow connected? Um, so that's, those are all questions that I, we still don't know. And like I said, again, things being explained in two seconds and everyone's just has these, you know, one liner little explanations and everyone's like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. But (laughs) there is like all of these questions that, that I still have. So, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is she in control of the, the thing or? What do we think is happening to her? No. I, I think what happens is... She has a she, different, she's running a different OS. Yeah, like, she starts to think about things, and then the drives spin up, but she doesn't have, like, she lacks the proper, um, like, CPU hardware. cooler. Her hardware is like, not... 
her fan and heat sink for her <laughs> CPU is not sufficient, and so it's gonna overheat. Her graphics card is incompatible. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's just, she... So, no, but well, my question is, like, can she decide when she's gonna no, think super I don't think fast? So. No, it depends on, like, what she's, what the question is, and what she's thinking about in terms of, like, how in-depth she has to go to answer that question for herself, and it like, it doesn't kick on when she's thinking about princess mechanic fantasies. No. Because, like, that's sort of irrelevant to She just Allie's. thinks about that with her vagina. Right. But when she's that's thinking about space me. stuff, <laughs> then, then, then Allie, two point, you know, Allie kicks in in her brain. But then as soon as she's like, oh, but what about good earth cleavage? Then it turns off again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Okay. So, so following so, up in not a totally other, like, the one thing about this whole... I love that this episode had all these reverberate, like, you had Pike, you had Allie, you had Becca. All of these, like, legacies and consequences. And Lexa, for that matter. Yeah, and they called, like, I mean, all of... All of the smart people who are dead. Well, it all wove wove into it. But one thing I was thinking about with, with respect to Luna and Raven. So Luna was mentioned... Yeah, where the she, fuck was, was she? Okay. she was resting, and they had bled her. She was taking a nap. She was taking a disco nap. <laughs> and before she gave more blood. Because <laughs> they bled her. And Raven and Luna had that those scenes in the last episode that set them up. And that, and Joe, this was something that you had written, that they both are lacking agency over their bodies. Mm-hmm. And how they're both tied to this legacy from Becca. Whether it's the nightclub with Luna... Or the residual of the chip in Raven's head and having Becca's memories in there. But both of them are sort of these living legacies of Becca in different ways of Mm -hmm. her research. And are interacting with each other. And I don't know where it's going forward, but it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of Becca's memory in Raven's head, um, obviously by the time the... uh, the flame was merged with the city of light. Raven was no longer in the city of light, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever is re- left of Ali's mind in Raven's brain was up to Nevermore, up to the episode where mm-hmm. Raven was de-chipped. And I wonder what part of Becca's mind was included in that code. What did Ali know about Becca? Is that just does that go back to when they created Ali and they cre- did they create Ali from a scan of Becca's mind? Or is that because they were just hanging out and Allie knew about Becca uh, up to when I mean, Becca Allie, went like, to space? Worshipped her, right? She worshipped her. She chose her, her as her she avatar. Took, yes, but it, I think so. That's everything up to when Becca went to space is then on Allie's mind, right? Because mm-hmm. Allie was clearly wrong about why Becca went in, went to space, and she didn't know much about what Becca was up to. She felt like an on, abandoned on mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. It, it, Presumably, there's nothing about night blood. There shouldn't be anything about night blood in Ali's code. Well, that, no, uh, the part because... of it that's left in Raven's brain. No, no, because no, no, she no. had the night. Like that she was, was working on it four years she, before for yeah. the miners. It, but yeah, it, it was probably a different formula. Um, she cracked it in to, space. Well, but no, the, for the, the she miners, created it for the miners four years before, and right, that's the exposition. But right. did, did she do that in space? That's what I don't understand. Or did she just figure out how to make it so that she could take the flame in space? I, that's what to me. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, it was a, more the, like it needed to be more potent or whatever configured. Yeah. 
Yeah, the timeline and the details are a bit confusing uh, as far as where she actually made the first batch of Nightblood, because it, it seems like the first batch was for the miners. So did she go to space, make Nightblood, the first round of Nightblood, come back down and futz around? Like, did was the Nightblood created before Allie was created? Yeah. Again, and- I enjoyed the whole idea of having this mysterious and mystical storyline, this sort of quote-unquote still city of light storyline. We cut back to a bunch of Shocking. tribal people, an army of tribal people holding Kane and Bellamy hostage. You know, it's it's awesome. The contrast is really cool. But the again, the sci-fi and the explanations are just getting kind of too all so, over the place. This group of miners that's out in space that they lost track of. <sighs> Like, do we think that that's like, I mean, granted, I do think that they're going to find Bill, you know, in in a cryopod somewhere on Allie's Island. But do we think that the people that they lost track of are maybe just floating out there and they are the rest of Second Dawn who like made it through, you know, level 13 or whatever? Like, no, they're they're criminals, Joe. But how? Right, because people who are innocent don't get sent to jail. That there's no way in any movie or any TV show that someone has purposely gotten convicted in order to do something. Wait, just in TV show or movies or, or real life <laughs> or real life? I, 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 I don't know. I think I think insurance. that's that, that's a very huge stretch, um, even for this show. It, to me, I think it they were setting up the the. I think they were setting up a couple things that. Uh, why Nightblood was created in the first place in order to introduce the idea of hypersleep. I think that's okay, the so most important that, like, takeaway. They actually matter to Who the story matters. presently. Like it's a, it's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. I don't, I, I think if you're going to go, oh, well, the, those, those miners that were sent there, presumably they were all, they were, they were presumably they were all criminals, but let's assume that they were also second Dawn cult members. I, I can't make that that I can't draw that line because I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But it is interesting that Bill Cadigan, it's the same symbol on the hashtag for the four horsemen and the microscope. And he pauses and, and said in his speech to everyone that government religion and even technology has turned against us. And uh-huh. it's two weeks before the bombs launch. So like, what did it's he know? It's possible that they, it? Bill Cadigan uh, broke off from Becca's company. Yeah. Or like yeah. let, or, I mean, one theory floating out there is he made Finance. his prophecy come true. He realizes in prophecy by letting Allie out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. We talked and about the, that. I think. Right. And, and like and, the fact that is, his symbols on the microphone, I mean, on the microscope confirms that it makes it more realistic that he could have conceivably had access to it because his technology was intimately connected with what Becca was working on. And what if he had? What if he had? Uh, be- what if he had programmed Allie to wake him up at a certain point in time, and we hadn't reached mm-hmm. that point yet, and Allie's now gone, and he's just lying in a, a cryo sleep chamber. But the drones around. are still working. Well, so here's something. So I just thought of this. It's I'm probably the drones are just running a program, it. though. That the drones are just like doing what they always do is just patrolling the island and protecting it. They're not smart so in any way. So if we look at the logo for Second Dawn, like it looks like a sunrise, right? Mm-hmm. Like coming up over the crest. Sun's typically round, correct? 
That's that's usually that that is the shape usually, of the sun. Generally, unless you, unless you, you, you unless you, yeah. I don't know yeah, about yeah. the typically Earth modifier. Is flat, it's a circle, round, right? So if yeah. we look at the yeah. infinity symbol, that's two circles. That's two dawns. I'm just saying. Am I too drunk? Was that? Did I just think yeah. another Earth? All right, so no, we, guys, we we gotta <laughs> we gotta move smart. on. Give her credit. I think what? we all we all do. I kind of think that we need story, CC bro, on the pod go, good to story, like, Joe. validate <laughs> my crackpot theories. Okay, so we got we have to move on. Let's 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 um, talk about the burning of our kitty really quick before we end this shit. Shit's so, on fire, yo. Shit is on fire. Um, it looked great. It okay. did look. It did look really, really good. I, they did a, a good moment. Finally, there was a little moment. <laughs> finally, there was finally there was a a good moment of CGI on this show, which typically does a CW level of C of CGI. Was it but CGI or was shit actually just blowing? It was up? CGI. Yeah, was I mean, CGI. and or a small model. I, I watched on um, Infobalark. They had the the video from Infobalark. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a news channel for all your Blark news, everybody. With the real news, I would like to know more. She's bringing content. Yeah. Anyways, they they have videos from um was it iTunes? I don't know, but they one of them or it was talking about special effects on the show, and they showed the computer breakdown of the arc collapsing. Mm. So it was CGI. Okay. Yeah. And so they did a really That's like the best job. looking CGI I've ever seen on the on CW. Yeah. They definitely don't spend that money on Supergirl. I can tell you that. Or Arrow. <laughs> or any crop. Like, like, this is what I want to know. So, like, so like The 100 has a, a short episode run. So, like, okay. And they have, like, kind of a big cast and, like, a lot of locations. So, okay, that's where their money gets spent. They spent a little bit of it on CGI. Like, obviously, the Grounder Army and the Ravine and stuff like that was clearly green screen. But then you look at something like Supergirl or The Arrow or any of those other superhero shows where they have, like, 22 fucking episodes. And I'm like, buddy, cut it down. And give me good CGI. Like, well, no, they need to cut it down and give you a good storyline. Well, because also, right now, the first priority. Bad. Uh, Jen, yes. Okay. So yeah. true. Wait, so what are we talking about? Shit's burning? Um, Arcadia burning down. That it looked yes. really, really good. Yep. And what I loved about it was... I know that everyone is like, so what did all this mean? You have like this start and stop and start and stop. And these people acting as their nose working together. In that moment, everyone was fucked. And it was Grounder <laughs> and Arcadian next to each other. Yeah. And it was Clark picking Nyla up and Ilian and Roan and, and Echo looking at each other were fucked. And Octavia <laughs> and Bellamy and Clark saying, we're fucked. And it was horrible and awesome at the same yeah. time in that I was like, we are finally all fucked. All fucked. Fucked together, <laughs> and I love like in that I loved it. It was like horrible. It's finally, and it's yet like everyone. New- it's like well, this moment that was, and I know some. I know people like I loved that moment because it was like for four seasons, everyone has been fighting about everything and petty shit, yeah. and everyone is leveled in the face of this like fire, and no one's gonna survive the apocalypse. And we're all uneven ground yeah. now. Although I couldn't enjoy any of that because I was annoyed because TV goes, it was Ilian, and Clark looks at him. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even know who that is? You haven't met him yet. How do you know? Oh my God, he ha- she hasn't oh, met him yet. Right, and I was true. just like, uh, 
Like, can we all hand wave together? <laughs> Fuck. Well, it's got to me. It's like no, she knew you know, who Ilian was because she was introduced to him at the beginning of the episode when he brought up TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but maybe, but but I mean, they didn't I, say his name. I mean, here's the thing. He, he just brought her is notorious. Who else could like it be Riley. though? There's nobody else there that could be Ilian because Clark like presumably that grounder, that hippie grounder what? that looks like whale. I mean, we, just, we have never had a catastrophic moment on the show that cut across all clans. Like yeah. where one, like everyone was fucked. And everyone was fucked, and it looked beautiful, and everyone was in it together, and all looking at the same well, situation. Well, apart from the weather unified everybody. No, but but it but it didn't. Yeah, in the long run, no. But at the moment, but grounders weren't fucked. Mm. Grounders were fine. There's there's no one on the show currently. Even the mountain men. You've never had a moment on the show where every single character on the show yeah. is in the same boat. And in yeah. that moment, every clan, <laughs> every person is in the same boat. But They're that goes, all screwed. That goes back to Bellamy talking with Echo and being like, hey, I'm tired of all this fighting. And sort of that's a little bit of dramatic irony being like, so funny story, Bellamy. <laughs> so remember how you wanted everyone to like stop being factioned? Um, yeah, so arcs burned down. Sorry. P.S. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was if like we didn't really know that it was going to be the well signpost of Prime Fire I mean, doesn't know any clan and what, in that moment yeah, right yeah like, like there's literally a fire everyone's screwed and there's another one coming and well it's the and first time in this show the everyone's in the same boat. it burned down Alpha Station right Alpha Prime number one Alpha and the Omega Alpha being the beginning Prime Fire like number one was burned like. Alpha yeah. is the first. Well, but to me, this all goes back to me being super annoyed in episode 402 when the water reclamator was <sighs> exploded. And one of the things is that um, Farm Station, they, they described it as being a uh, impenetrable force. They could have used that to put people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but then there were slavers there. Oops. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's just sorry we keep Riley blowing up your, uh, your shelters. <laughs> Anything else about blowing up? I l- I thought it was a great Blake sibling moment. Give I don't think fucking Blake sibling moment. It's not all fixed, I, and I and no one's getting. I'm not getting my hopes up. It's all fixed, but I liked yeah. that they gave us a moment that, like, in and the face just, like, of death and destruction. <laughs> yeah, but. I'm sure that, like, the next episode, he's going to be like, so we're cool? Because I thought you almost died. And she's going to be like, like, no, we're not cool. Yeah, she's like, yeah. She's yeah. going to slam the door and be like, leave me alone. <laughs> I love the uh, I love the image where they kind of left off with uh, Clark was standing by them and holding Octavia's hand. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah, because... And Octavia's like, you're not my mom. <laughs> Clark and Octavia to, like, hold hands. I mean, it was like a moment where everybody let their current petty bullshit yeah. go, so but I'm if, sure it'll be back. What if I were to ship Blake Ark? Yeah, like any Blake. Well, Just preferably like, Octavia Blake. Well, well, no, so so okay Octavia and Clark, they did they did have mouth to mouth, so they're I basically know, like they basically totally kissing. And Octavia could be like, "Well, you're not my mom," but Clark could be like, "Yeah, but I am your daddy now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just using the internet lingo that all the kids use. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I thought that was a great moment. I think I think though from. Um, 
I think we should set the expectation that I don't think all of Arcadia is destroyed. I think like a good portion of it is. But from what I've seen in, in the photos for the next episode, it seems like like the bar area and maybe the hangar or whatever where like you keep the the rover and stuff. Just Some of that stuff might flammables. still survive. Yeah, yeah. But that was always separate, right? Like, yeah. The season two, everybody hanging out for drinks. Raven, Abby, everyone, that was a separate structure. Yeah, it's it, it's hard for me to build, a like, a structure. mental model. There's, I think there's Alpha Station and Mecha Station that uh, are that form Arcadia. Is that true? I don't um, know. Oh. I don't know if Alpha. it's just the Alpha Station that blew up or both of them. Or, well, I think we're done with Arcadia, though. Yeah, I mean, like, we're... Yeah. I mean, I think that that was the whole point, is that, like, everything that yeah. they tried... They wouldn't have done this if they wanted to stay... Are they down on sleeping stay. areas? Will people have to double up? Will there be... Will there be, like, cuddling in <laughs> sleeping bags? Because it's cold. You know, you gotta, you gotta strip down. Oh, my God. And huddle for warmth, is what I hear. Yeah. I'm sure there's a 90s movie reference here. I feel like I'm failing. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten I, one in. I know. Fuck. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think, guys, I, unless you guys have anything oh, else you want oh, to... The Saint... When Elizabeth Shue falls yes. into the oh my water, yes. my fucking Val Kilmer before and, he was fat, and that Russian lady's like, "These Americans are here." <laughs> you got it done. 90s movie reference. It was 90s, right? Like 98, 98. I don't know. It's fine. It might be 2000. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, are you guys are you guys done now? <laughs> Define done. Does done is done a euphemism for drunk? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think um, we're we've run very very long. This is going to be an extra long episode of maybe ninety-seven. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have been defeated. I have just. I am defeated. I am not a good goat rodeo rodeo person. You're so, a terrible rodeo clown. You're not. Yeah. Well, you, I thought but you guys are awful. So you guys much, are horrible. Like, I thought you'd be madder. Yeah. You so guys I are just, new. You haven't, like, she's, like, I just, holding I, back I, her rage. I just, like, just I like can't. I held back my bellark. <laughs> my bell, bellark. Bellark. Now, bellark. Bellark. Now, bellark. No, no, no. Bellamy Blake. Jen, it's done. We have confirmation from the creator that we pronounce it. What the fuck does he know? He doesn't even. That guy, seriously. Don't get me started. Um, Jen, number one, 100 stand. Fuck Jason Rothenberg. (laughs) Exactly. Fuck that dude. Um, (laughs) But come on our podcast. No, never. Um, So I think, guys, we're we're, we're going to skip. We're gonna, guys. We're gonna skip well, actually, and and watch watching because we're well, too. Well, actually, no, 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 no. We're too. We're, we're guys. We're running too long. So I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta put my foot down somewhere. So sorry if you wanted to. Well, actually, something. I think we picked this episode apart as much as we could. Um. So uh, we will not be uh doing an episode next week, obviously, because we're in we're in a week break. So we. We get another what, what week. What will to... I do with my Sunday? Um, I don't know. Fiction? Probably I will read fan fiction. Like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. You'll be <laughs> reading fan fiction. Though. Oh, yeah. well, obviously. <laughs> like, also be sure to pay attention to the tags because sometimes you're reading and not explicit for language. No, it's explicit for genitals. Yeah, they have to actually spell out clit 
So Shaheen, oh when you were God. tagging your fanfic. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, God, please cut that out. When you're oh, tagging God, your fanfic. I should have never mentioned that. It's not <laughs> going to be edited out. Shaheen, when you tag it. When you tag it. What, how have you tagged it so far? <laughs> what the heck is tagging? If you were to label it explicit or mature. Or teen enough. Oh. Or alpha omega dynamics. Dude, it's not even... It's not or even worthy of a tag at this point. What would you... But if you had to pick one right now, let's just pretend that you haven't already. What would, that, what would you pick right now? Uh, I would go rated R. Yeah, so mature. Mature. All right. I'm into it because I feel like explicit sometimes gets a little too clinical. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Well, rated R at least, though, you know. Oh, so we got a little NC 17 going on. Director's cut. So is there the word throb in it at all? <laughs> or pulsing, either are fine. Pulsating Possibly is throbbing. Is the word is the word wet in there and not in the context of its raining? Wait. Slick. Ooh, Slick. nice core. Center. What about ple- pleasure button? <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> honeypot. Jen, you do read it? <laughs> no, I do not. She does. <laughs> no, I you've, do not. Um, I am a yourself. bad fan. All right, TV shows. Traffic. No, we are skipping that part. Jesus Joey, Christ, Joe. No, guys, we are running way too long. We got to end this shit now. I'm watching right, Legion, Jen. Take it easy, guys. Right, Bye. I'm watching Legion too. <laughs> Why can't we talk about it? All right, guys, guys, back, yeah. back. Let's Everybody let's wrap this shit up. Ted. Everyone to see it. Sorry, right, I'm back. Thanks, so tried thanks to talk everybody. About are you guys like- done? Are you guys yeah, done? Seriously. So. so thanks yeah. everybody for listening. We will be back in two <laughs> weeks to talk about uh, 406 and may we geek again. Bye everybody. <laughs> Take it easy guys. Bye.